Uh, what are we doing, sorry? Oh, uh, are we doing a show point, today? You're pointing at me and letting me know when I get a start. <laughs> totally forgot what was going on. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the annual Sneaky Dragon Boxing Day Spectacular. <laughs> As always, I'm outnumbered by Dedricks. I'm Ian Boothby. I'm David Dedrick. And we have joining us today uh, one of the fine hosts of Refresh My Memory and so many other delightful things, Jason Dedrick. Hello, Jason. Hello, fellows. Heidi ho <laughs> How are you doing? Oh, I'm I'm okay. I think David is sick, though. I have a bit there of a cold. There are subtle signs, like he said, <laughs> I'm sick. Yes. And, and I'm wearing a mask. And so am I. You threw one on. I threw one on because Double protection. It, it does. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then it made me feel immediately uncomfortable, but we're probably six feet apart regardless. Yes. So if we go back true. to the good old uh, the good old days. The rules of, of We're a number feet of feet apart. We've got a window open. Uh, the, and there we go. And uh, I'm not asking who's yeah. vaccinated and who's it's, not. And it's not COVID. It's, uh, it's just a common cold. It's, it's just an STD. <laughs> a UTI. Yeah. Sometimes it's I get... Christmas it's, gonorrhea. It's a... <laughs> It's an oral UTI. Sometimes I get uh, stuff delivered yes. to a um, post office box in, in Blaine, Washington, right. for wow. cross-border shopping Cause you're purposes. Because you're a spy. Because I'm a spy. And it often says, it must be standard, but it's, they put a sticker on it that says, Dedrick STD. And <laughs> Jennifer only lets me have the box in the house for about a week before she says, will you get rid of the box that says Dedrick STD? And you go, I wish I could get rid of it, but it's here forever. That's right. You know how these work. Since, since I met you. Oh, dear. <laughs> if you look back at the archives, I think Dave was sick last year. That makes sense. I don't know. And I'm trying to remember the year before, because the year before was the year of my concussion. Mm. And I'm trying to remember if we did the show pre or post concussion. Well, I don't I, think, did, I think Jason and I did Boxing Day by ourselves last year because you were in the hospital, right? For, over, not for last, Boxing Day? Not last year, no. For Boxing Day? Nope. Oh, isn't nope, that not crazy? last year. The year before, I thought we did and it I wasn't in the hospital last year. No. Oh, okay. Uh, but though, uh, two years ago, basically yeah. to yesterday, which yeah. is like uh, we're recording this at some time, but on the 28th, yes. uh, that was when I had my concussion. I fell okay. on the ice. So I'm not sure whether we recorded the show earlier or we recorded the show later. I could look it up, but apparently I'm not doing that. Even though there's a computer right in front of it. <laughs> well, there's no point. There's I, no point in fact-checking. I think we've all learned that. Yes. <laughs> Facts are fiction. Truth is lies. <laughs> Welcome to the year 2024. Well, not, what I don't... It's just that I don't... Who, my response is like, to those facts... That are facts. If we look them up, is that who cares? Because <laughs> it doesn't really matter. That's right. Who cares? There's not a person out there who's going to be like, oh man, and I'm scoring at home. Let me just make sure that I mark this box correctly. <laughs> well, I'm just Jason re- I'm, on. why I'm going that is like, yeah. now I'm thinking like, it, it, every year at this time, is there some shenanigans? <laughs> Should we be careful? Should we, things are amiss. We got to protect be, ourselves, you know, be. take care of ourselves. I could be. Yeah. yeah the I, time I was in the hospital was in, uh, was April Fool's Day, actually, ooh. this year. Of this year. That's, That's when right. you guys covered for like uh, oh, two when weeks when, we I went, when I had uh, okay. aspirational uh, pneumonia. I, <laughs> I decided to breathe water and learned I couldn't. Oh. <laughs> Much like Aquaman, things didn't work out good this year for Aquaman or I for thought, me. I thought you got pneumonia to bring yourself good things. It was aspirational pneumonia. So yes. Kind of like, that is oh, the joke I nice. used many times at the hospital. <laughs> 
I have pneumonia with with big dreams. <laughs> Inspirational and aspirational. Yeah, yes. we're going to Broadway. Okay, so yes, yeah, so last year here, uh, Boxing Day, you sick. Year before <laughs> concussion, yeah. This you and year, me, you strokes. Your my house, that's right. My face. Okay. And year before that, I think might have been uh, sloppy Skype. Might have been sloppy Skype. I think so. Boxing day, where yeah, I yeah. I cut out and you critiqued my microphone <laughs> through much of the proceedings. Right. This well, all does make sense. You know, right. and I am I am not one for you know commenting on people's mic sizes but that was <laughs> the nice else. thing about this is that i now have more boxing day memories with you guys than yeah. i did with the old dedrick boxing days what <laughs> okay why don't we explain what the you old don't, dedrick boxing you don't have days. memories of dedrick boxing day no no i do have memories oh, okay. of them but i think i have like we've just talked for five minutes about yeah this one yeah and not but yes as ian has cued us what happened? How did Boxing Day start for the Dedrick? Do you, yeah, do you did, think? Do you that think was because when you would normally get together once a year anyway? <laughs> That's the one time a year that the Dedricks would get together. Would there be another reason the Dedricks would gather together? Oh, we would have to solve mysteries. We'd have a family over at our place <laughs> because we had the pool in the backyard. Oh, we that's quite a good often way had people. We quite often had visitors, and then we moved to. I always thought that we moved to Delta to be closer to my auntie Pat and uncle Stacy because my dad. For whatever reason, although she was from the different generation of Dedricks, they were she she was always close to our family, my auntie Pat. So right. So I, I I'm not sure though, but I think that the reason of for Dedrick Family Boxing Day was it became the agreed upon day where so all the all the spouses all the Dedrick spouses who were mostly for the most part were actually women because most <laughs> yes. pretty pretty strong on the is it double X. Chromosome in the Dedrick family. Yes, it's a very sexist family. <laughs> and so, uh, so the the decision was that the spouse would get the Christmas Day for their family, right? And then the Dedricks would get the sloppy seconds of Boxing Day. Yes, and but it really wasn't the sloppy seconds because, as I've found out since not doing things on Boxing Day, that yeah. was a great thing to do. The Dedrick Boxing Day was actually something I looked forward to. Well, that's nice. because it. F- it sounds that was going to sound like it didn't because it filled another day, but it, but it, it, it prolonged the prolonged that, season, yeah, yeah. That holiday. yeah. And it was a fun time, it got, got more fun as we got older, yeah. And then it got less fun as we got really old, yes, yeah. The parents kind of <laughs> let us down, <laughs> were they just not into it anymore? Yeah, or they just was got it old grudges, it got no, it just got harder, like because I mean. I mean, there's a lot of work for one person. So say my mom decides she's going to be the host for... Because my dad's not going to do any work, obviously. He's a, he's a 50s man. So he's not going to do any work around the house for, for a boxing day. So he might put the drink bottles out. <laughs> my work is done, he says. Uh, so my mom is, you know, she's getting the turkey or ham or whatever together. And later on, it became easier because it became like a bring... Uh, it became more like a, what do you call it? a potluck sort of thing okay. where you'd, you'd bring a salad or you'd bring a, some sort of side dish or whatever. And the house that was hosting would do like the main dish. So the turkey or the ham or whatever, most likely ham. And so that became easier. And then also when I was very young, I was always at my grandma's, grandma and grandpa's place. Yes. When I, you know, so, so my grandma had to do a lot of work for that. And so as that as she got older, it was decided then to spread the wealth and so it kind of went from sure, makes sense. from family member to family member. You didn't host your family didn't host it too often, but you did host it. We only ever hosted it once. Yeah, okay, that's right not too often. <laughs> I just remember yeah, that one time then, okay. And my famous story that I think I've told on here before, but I still get a kick out of it because it makes me kind of laugh <laughs> is that 
I was worried about my belongings. There was no reason not to t- trust the Dedricks. The Dedricks mm-hmm. were honest as the days. <laughs> Have you met all the Dedricks? <laughs> Only once. Only okay. once. All right. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to get them all together because they became so unwieldy and heavy. Right. <laughs> but for whatever reason, in 1978, okay, gotcha. we were going to host Boxing Day. Right. And I had a bunch of gigas out on my surfaces in my room. And so the, hopefully nobody was going to come into my room. Yeah. But right. if they did, I was going to put these things away. And so the top drawer that was like maybe... Let's say it was socks and underwear. Maybe it was pajamas. I don't know what the top drawer was. Whatever was in the top drawer was moved yeah. into the second drawer with either the pajamas or the socks and underwear. Okay. And the gigas were put into the top drawer. And they never came out. <laughs> and in 1981, I got a new dresser. And all of those things were moved out of the top drawer and put into that top drawer of that dresser. <laughs> and then when I moved out of mom and dad's house in 2004, that's the same dresser I still have at our house now. Oh, wow. And in the top drawer are all of the gigas <laughs> that I put in there in 1978. Wow. And, and things have been added, yes. but, right. but the, the base of it Wouldn't it be amazing is if, my treasures. if the other Dedricks broke in and stole that shit now and it was a long... <laughs> Con, Long, just yeah. like waiting it out. That's right. So it just gets a you know. Stacy Restio has been waiting, <laughs> biding this time. So yeah, Jason's eleven. So you had your traditional uh, Christmas brunch. You made your eggs, Dedrick. I did. I had a re- I had a really busy Christmas day this year because I put our video up. By the way, of that, I saw that. Thank yeah. you. Uh, if you look on our uh, <clears throat> Facebook Sneaky Dragon page, uh, you can see the recipe for eggs, Dedrick. I'm just gonna prove I have a cold. <coughs> and Plus. um. So yeah, I so I've I've gotten better with my pre-Christmas, you know. I mean, pre-Christmas is still like a giant angst-ridden. I get so a- anxious; it's almost like I'm dying. You're the only one. It's <laughs> funny. I've never heard about Christmas angst from yeah, anybody else. And so, smooth sailing. <laughs> smooth sailing, yeah. So, but I've gotten better at like organizing it so that like before I used to do my wrapping on Christmas Eve night, mm-hmm. and I mean all the wrapping. So I would be up until like four in the morning wrapping gifts. You know, and I could do it in, in the living room because the kids were young and I didn't have to worry about waking anybody up, just do it all. Then I had to move it outside. So I do it all in the shop now. I wrap all these presents and then I have to like transport them all into the house, at, you know, at midnight. Yes. Often in the pouring rain. Often in the pouring rain. <laughs> Luckily this year, the girls brought these big giant Ikea bags. And I just used their bags to bring their, all their gifts in the house. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I've also got to the point now where I do it beforehand. Like I'm, I maybe wrapped one or two presents on Christmas Eve day. Uh, and then I was done, and that's why I didn't have to worry about it. So that was nice. Uh, this year, because because um, Sunday was Christmas Eve day, we had church in the morning, and then we only did one service at night, which I was kind of like, ooh, we're not doing the kind of lit service? Ooh. But I actually kind of liked it, because we're one and done. We're done, and I could just yeah. have the rest of the evening to, to do, you know, whatever. And traditionally, you'll have two church services in one day. That's right, yeah. That's too much church. That's too I much say. church. Well, that's what I say. <laughs> three Three services... And originally, when I heard there was going to be three services, I was like, well, I'm not going to be there for the morning service. I, How much more do they have to say about Jesus? <laughs> Christmas. You know, what's, what, what did you hold back on the first two yeah. times that you're going to like, and you won't believe what happened next? Well, that's it. And Come I actually thought that, the, I thought that the morning sermon was quite good, but I thought the evening ser- sermon was a real yawner. And mm. I just kind of like... Well, well, yeah, the evening one was yeah, nothing more, to say. Yeah, it started in the morning with gold and ended in the evening with myrrh. <laughs> yes. You know, it's just like, okay. <coughs> not even... 
lengthen that to mirth. No, it's just pure mirth. Um, so then, uh, yeah, so I think I woke up about seven on Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. And we, we did our, <coughs> excuse me, I'm dying now. We did our present thing. And then we had to drive my, my father-in-law to a respite place because he was going there for a week. Because okay. my brother-in-law and sister-in-law were going away up to their cabin for a week. And because he's been getting up at night and, and has fallen a couple of times, they were worried about him staying by himself at home uh, and him falling in the night and no one fair, being there. Fair right? enough, yeah. So <clears throat> it was decided that he would go to respite. And that we, Lisa and I would drive him. So that, that's fine. So we had, you know, that was no, no problem. But the thing was, so we're getting, I'm getting breakfast ready. I'm get, do, you know, organizing this and that. And even I are working in the kitchen together. And then I realized we have no white wine in the house. Because Lisa and I don't drink. We don't drink wine. Yeah, I was going to go, that sounds like a non-problem. <laughs> but you <laughs> need it. not your house the rest of the year? <laughs> we need it for the eggs, eggs Oh. So oh. it didn't occur to me to look and check to see if we had any. So when I went into the cupboard and looked, I went, oh, we don't have any white wine? Huh? So, uh, and it's actually really, it's really hard now to find cooking wine. Like they don't sell cooking, like white cooking wine in stores anymore. And the nice thing about white cooking wine is it lasts longer than, than actual table wine. Okay. Like cooking wine is, is made to sit in your shelf for, for years, just sitting there waiting to get used. So when you feel like you need Are some white wine. Are you not wine, counting like Chinese cooking wine? Is that a white, was that a white That's wine a white as wine. well? Yeah, okay. You can get that. You probably can access that. And I do get dealkalized wine. Okay. Uh, for, for things. Is that what you're talking about as well? The alcohol? No, no. It still has alcohol in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. The cooking wine anyway. Does. I get the de-alcoholized mm, kind for mm. uh, recipes when it's for flavor and whatnot. Okay, okay. Well, it just burns off anyway, the alcohol. Yeah, usually. that's what I think. So why am I paying for it? <laughs> why am I paying for what burns off? <laughs> so, so then we're like, okay, well, we're going to have to uh, go over to my brother-in-law and sister-in-law's anyway. So we'll just pick up some wine when we're there. Like they'll have some white wine in the, sure. in the fridge because we were there last. We were there because on Christmas Eve night, they have, a, they have a dinner, like a big dinner. So we were there for Christmas Eve night. And had dinner there and then went to church and then came back for a little bit and then went home and, and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, so then, uh, so I thought, well, let, let's just combine everything. It's 9.30 now, so we'll go get dad, drive him to the respite place because he has to be there between 10 and 11. And then we'll come back and we'll finish breakfast. So then we go over there. And of course, they're, in the, they're still eating breakfast themselves. So we're just sitting there talking to them. And then they, then dad opens some presents, you know. And then finally it's like, you know, half an hour later or whatever, like almost an hour later, finally we're leaving. So then we drive out to Mission, which is where this uh, respite home was. And we couldn't, the other thing, we couldn't find it. Like Google Maps is like, go this way. So we go that way. Then we get there and I'm like, well, this is the wrong address. Why would it lead us here? So then I phoned them. I'm like, I'm like, hey, I'm close by, but I'm not too sure where you are. And the lady's like, oh, well, where are you? And I said, she goes, oh, well, that's the wrong building. And I was like, damn you, Google Maps. And she goes, you're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking. Thank like, you. I was Thank you very much. The problem there is that you'd be then wandering around trying to find the building and look lost, and that's how they get new customers. That's how they find. Right they this they way know way. you're ready. <laughs> to the white coat. They, they take no, you no, no. in there. Yeah, they're like, here, just come in for a second. Just come into this elevator, and it requires a code to leave. That's right. I'm always afraid to do extra work in like a, a an abandoned you know uh, mental hospital or something because yep. they're going to come and say, oh, what are you doing here? Oh, I'm on part of the show. Mister Jones, please. So we did find our way there. We get dad upstairs. And of course, there's all you have to use, you have to get codes. There's a code to use the elevator. And then there's a separate code to open the door to the floor that, the, where the people are in care. And so we go in there. And your first thought when you walk in is, ooh, like 
this is sexy. Blah. This oh, is, wrong. Ooh. It's all. It's just like totally institutionalized, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like you kind of. We are sort of hoping for like kind of a warm place, you know. And they're gonna. He's gonna spend a week here. Not. It's like a. It's just like a hospital room. Yeah. Basically, it's just like a hospital bed with a little armchair and a TV on the wall and a bathroom that doesn't even have a shower or bath in it. It's just a toilet and a sink and a big giant slingy thing to help people who can't get up and down off the toilet up and get them up and down off the toilet. Right. And you're just, oh, this is uh, awful. <laughs> then you feel all guilty too, right? Because you're like, why are, we, why are we bringing dad here anyway? Like he's, you know, yes, he has dementia. He is, you know, he can't remember anything. He doesn't, he doesn't, remember, he doesn't even remember things that he says to you Five minutes later, after he says them to you, he'll repeat things and stuff. So, which is, you know, but he's doing okay in his home, but okay. You know, you just, you just feel like, oh boy. So uh, we, we're talking with the, the nurse comes over and so she's taking his blood pressure and she's uh, taking, you know, getting his, uh, his pulse and checking all, checking some of the vitals and stuff like that, his weight and things. And then she's asking him some questions and I was like, Thinking to myself, okay, well, he's not going to know these answers, so I'll be able to help. You know, so she starts asking, she's like, so, how have your stools been? Have they been soft or liquidy? And I had to say, I thought I could help with these questions, but I got to admit, I'm out. I'm out. I have no, I can't answer these, can't answer the stool questions. I'm sorry. I just let dad. The, please, stool, the stool testing questions. He doesn't know either, though. <laughs> He doesn't know either. Like, he doesn't know what his stool was like in the morning. He can't remember. Yeah. Right. So he's just going to be like, what, did, what do they want to hear? That's his, that's his thought in his mind when he's talking to you now. What do you want me to say? Hmm. What's the thing that will get me in the least amount of whatever this situation is, right? Yeah. How can I get out of here? Is this a soft school, stool crowd or a hard stool crowd? <laughs> yeah. As soon as we, as soon as we walked in the door, audience. as soon as we walked in the door of this place, there was like this old lady like lolling in her wheelchair. And dad says, this looks like an old age home. I was like, yep, you're right. This is what it looks like. Like, this looks like the kind of place where people are parked. Right. Just park them and forget about them. Ugh. And so he's with it enough to know that why he's going to. The, he's no. Gonna, oh, he's not. Okay. He's not. He's I not going to think he's going to be left there forever, or he might think he's going to be left he, there forever. He, we have been like reinforcing to him for the last two months that he's going there for a, two weeks or a week. He's just going to be here for a week. And so when he was there, he's like, so you're coming back to get me, right? And we're like, yeah, we'll be back in a week to get you because I'll be walking home he kept saying that I'll be walking home and I'm like unless you know the two codes to get out of here you're not walking anywhere <laughs> don't use Google Maps apparently <laughs> don't use Google <laughs> Maps to walk find home. it <laughs> well the thing about oh yeah the thing about Google Maps oh, here's the interesting thing about Google Maps to me is you only need Google Maps for like 5% of your drive do you know what I mean like you know how to get generally to where you're going yeah you know like so you you, you don't need it for like all like I know how to get to mission mm-hmm. so all the way to mission. I don't need you to tell me how to get to mission. I only need you to tell me how to get to this place where it gets most unreliable. Like I knew, I already knew like how to get to the hospital, which is right beside the hospital. I knew all that. So I just turned, 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 went up, turned up Heard Street, went up there, wound around to the hospital. And then, and then it turns out that it said it's a street, but it's, it's like a, a parking lot lane between the emergency uh, side of the hospital and where they park the ambulances. Mm. So there's like a building for the ambulances and there's their ER building. And then between it is this narrow lane that leads you down a hill to an underground parking lot that takes you to the to this place, which is called Diagon the Alley. Respite in Mission. What's that? Diagon Alley. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. We took uh, road six and a half or whatever that is. So we just went like... <laughs> oh, God. I just had the darkest joke because it's like an old age home. It's, it's Daddy Gone Alley. <laughs> 
But not. But not. <laughs> not yes. Yeah. We're coming together. And it's really weird that they We're have a sorting back. hat when you first come in. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it was so anyway, that was like a big chunk of her morning spent doing that because you know, I think I don't know what I was thinking in my mind, but I think I and I honestly wasn't like this was like gonna roll up and like kick him out of the car door and then keep going back home. So but we got there, it took like a long time. So by the time we yeah. got back home again, it's like, it's past breakfast, but we still haven't had our brunch yet. And did you get wine? We did get wine. Okay, good. So we got so we got cooking on that. So we finished, I don't know what time we finished that, like 1 o'clock or whatever. Got cleaned up from breakfast. Then it's time to get the turkey going. So I had start, did a little bit of stuffing, in, or a little bit of the stuffing, uh, the bread in the morning when I was waiting for everyone to get their, their shit together. So then... <laughs> So then, uh, there's a lot of soft stools. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I need to know now. I'm really interested. This, I know you think this won't come up, but you'd be surprised how often I need to know this information. <laughs> I'm going to start writing it down. Yes, and I'll keep asking a, strangers. Yeah, my poop notes. So then I, so that yeah, so I did got the stuffing together, put, did that, stuffed the turkey, got them in the oven at three o'clock, five to three exactly. Close the oven door. Done. Done. Oh, I can sit down for a few minutes because this has been so busy. At this point, are you feeling under the weather from your illness at this point or not? I did have the cold, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So I was wearing the mask when I went to the... Uh... And Lisa had a cold before then. Yeah. 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 She had it worse than I did. Like, she was totally out. out. You were saying this, like, last week that she was having a hard time. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. And so I, it's been a bit easier for me. I, I don't know if I have a different strain of cold or what happened, but... So, yeah. So then... Um, then, of course, we had friends come over. We had, we had invited Mary's boyfriend, our family friend. Um, and then, and I think a, another friend of Mary's was supposed to come, but then her, her dad was in town, so she ended up having Christmas Day with her dad. So that's fine. That's fine, I said. Fine. <laughs> Put this, this place sitting away. Uh, and so then... Uh, but then my, your, is you doing your mom there? Is that your impersonation <laughs> of your mom? I know my mom would be. There's no place settings. You're coming. It's Christmas. Yeah, it's what? Christmas. Since when? Oh, I don't do Christmas anymore. So then, uh, but then my nephew and uh, called, and he and his girlfriend have been stood up by her sister. I guess her sister canceled their Christmas day due, and so they were cast adrift. So he phoned and asked if they could come over. So of course, come on over. Although I to be, I was joking when Mary was on the phone with him, and I was like. Saying, you know, making like the neck things, you know, like the crossing the neck, like, no, no, don't, yeah. don't let him over. And she was thinking, kill another turkey. And she's, <laughs> and she's, she's like, dad's saying that you can't come over, but of course you can come over. You just can't come inside. You just can't come inside. No, he, so yeah, it was nice. We had a lot of people there for, for Christmas dinner. And so we didn't have a lot of leftovers. Thank goodness. Hallelujah. My least favorite part of Christmas, leftovers. What was your uh, Christmas like? Well, I waited for Dave to invite me. <laughs> I'd been checking my stool for three I, days. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you picked up on the story, but you have to call. Yeah, well, I call yeah and then making you, a list, checking it twice. Just call me and let me know you're coming over, and of course you're welcome. Mine was uh, super low-key. I had to work up to the 23rd. Okay. On the 24th, I established a tradition, uh, I don't know, 10 years ago now? Maybe it's a little a, bit longer. It's a tradition. It's a tradition. Jennifer and I go downtown Vancouver. Mm. As near to the 24th as we can. I used to go to Granville Island and I would buy some last minute food items that I was going to try to oh, okay. concoct something with. And then we'd end up at the uh, Fairmont uh, Pacific Rim 
because at the time, and I guess still now, their cocktail program was like the best in the city or something okay. like that. And so you'd have a couple of cocktails and sort of say, isn't this great? We're in Vancouver for the holidays. Yeah. And so we did that. We didn't do the Granville Island part, but we did get down at about, I don't know, 3.30 into downtown. Okay. And the traffic was okay. We went to the Pacific Rim, had four drinks, and it cost us a million dollars. And then uh, we went to another place that we'd been to last year because they had a, a Christmas tree. We didn't order the Christmas tree, but you could order a Christmas tree if there was enough of you. And there were six drinks on the Christmas tree. Mm. Oh, and so that was kind of neat. you get uh, bombed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like that. Thanks very much. <laughs> Use this, it next year. I'm going to. They cut down the drinks this year, though, and the trees. <laughs> and so you couldn't. You couldn't. They had like five or six drinks last year. Now there's only three to choose from. And mm. Jennifer didn't like hers, and we shouldn't have gone there. And we sat there going, mm, why didn't we just leave and go home? Which we did <laughs> after that. Uh, Christmas Day, <coughs> up at seven to puff the cat, as we say. <clears throat> Okay. Oh, are you doing the uh, the subfluids? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? The inhaler. Oh, the or inhaler. The, okay. Or the kitty asthma. Oh, okay. Which I've never heard her have a. Oh, I have a cat problem. story too, but the, the, I'll, let, All right. I'll let you go. All right. Very good. There in the pussy pile, and we'll get back to you. Yes, in a thank you. <laughs> pussy pile. Uh, and then I think Jennifer made her way downstairs. We had our Christmas morning, and then we went over to her mom and dad's place. Uh, he always does a turkey. And does everything. Like, you have to, if you're going to bring anything, you've got to say, I'm bringing this. And say, oh, don't even worry about it. No, I'm going to bring it. No, we have it. But I did. I did this Good. P- potato recipe, mashed potatoes with uh, cheese and your usual suspects. It was kind of fancy, fancy mashed potatoes. And then you uh, thinly slice potato on top of it and kind of lay it at an angle across. Oh, nice. Okay. And, uh, and then butter and seasoning yeah. on that. And then you cook that whole thing for an hour. So you get sort of roast potatoes, but also mashed potatoes underneath. Oh. So it worked out really well. Nice. Big hit, which is always <laughs> embarrassing because her mom goes overboard and like her, her dad makes the whole dinner. It's just like, oh, Jason, these potatoes are so nice. And he's like, I made everything else. <laughs> so gotta, I have to keep batting Shut up, back. old man. <laughs> this turkey is really good. What's the secret of your stuffing again? You know, oh, no, but this is good. They got a new car, we found out, just before that. And he, he takes me out to the garage and says, here's the new car. And I said, that's great. And, and her mom comes out and she says, yeah, but I really like your car, Jason. Oh, my God. <laughs> the color of your car is so nice. And I said, this is like a steel. This is the coolest gray color. Yeah, but yours. And I'm like, would you give this man something to live for, for God's sake? <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> So we get back home, and that was really it. It was a relatively early night, and Boxing Day, hang around. Oh, no, did we have a... No, we had a vet appointment. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) How was your cat doing? Fine, knock on wood. Okay. Just lately, she's been a little bit... um, Just before Christmas, like the Friday before Christmas, she hopped up on the the couch in the morning. I'd come down at 7 o'clock, and she's usually on the couch, and she's not. She'll hop up on the couch. And so I can't remember if she was already on it that morning, and she came over, and then she sits next to me, for about five minutes when I get the cartoons going. And then when I decide that she's comfy enough, I say, hey, would you like to have an inhaler put on your face? Mm. (laughs) And she goes along with that. But this morning, she nestled herself down, but she meowed a couple of times just out of the blue, which she doesn't do. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And then I got the inhaler, and I said, do you want to do the inhaler, Luce? And she said, nothing, because she's a cat. (laughs) But she didn't react 
properly. She normally takes it just fine. And so I, I adjusted it, and I ended up banging her in the nose with it. Oh. And so then she did the jump, and she went over there, and she jumped down, and she went over underneath the piano. And I'm like, oh, this is weird now, too. Yeah. So I fed her. Later on, Jennifer contacted me at work, and she said, the cat's acting weird. And then that night, now she was, like, staggering around, and I couldn't tell if she was okay. limping. And so now this is what's playing out for the whole holiday season up till today. So we go, our vet is closed. So you go to the other vet and then they say, well, we could do x-rays and we should probably do some blood work and we'll do some urine and we'll do all this. And you're just like, yeah, that seems like a nice Christmas for everybody. <laughs> and, um, and get her on to, uh, I'm sorry, I'm lying. Did you say how old This wasn't just before Christmas. This was the week before. So it was all of that week leading up to Christmas that we were doing gabapentin on her. Yes. And that was, you know, she didn't like that either. No, cats don't like it, but it works. Yes. Yeah. And it was every 12 hours with a syringe. Okay. So I got onto a schedule where I could come home for lunch at you mean about a, 1. an injection or in the mouth? In the mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would get up at 1.30 in the, in the morning and, and then give her the, the other 12-hour yeah. one. And then say, well, good night. And then try that. Anyway, they think that it's her osteoarthritis. I'm sorry, you had a question. I... This is what, how old your cat is. Uh, we think she's about 15. Okay. She was wild when we got her, oh, so we don't, we don't know her yeah, birth. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, they think it's osteoarthritis or yeah. something like that. And so they're going to recommend this once a month injection called Silencia, which I think they've used in Europe. That for sounds, <laughs> yeah, that sounds familiar. It's golden. I hope so. I hope it's not Silencio. It's just, what happened to the cat? Oh, I don't know. It's wrong stuff. And so we're trying to get that into her now, uh, as well as her heart medication. So anyway, but knock on wood, like when I left the house today, she was sitting there purring. Oh, good. Uh, Canadian okay. Tire had a little a little cat-shaped gray house. Mm-hmm. Because the first night, this is a cat owner's, right? Where you're crazy. The first night when she was having the trouble staggering around, I said, well, I'm going to sleep downstairs with her. So I put a mattress on the floor. Jennifer went on the couch and the cat says, what are you doing down here? <laughs> but once the mattress was on the floor, she's like, this is the best thing ever. And so we had to try to wean her off of the blanket mattress yeah. thing to get her somewhere else. So I bought this gray cat thing that she goes in. And she seems to like that. So she's having a pretty good Christmas, except for the multiple vet trips. Do you have a heating pad for anything like that? No. Let me recommend a heating pad. It's like really super cheap. And you just put it there underneath the normal bedding and it just radiates the heat up. And especially with arthritis, it really helps. Oh, that's And especially great... during the winter, it really helps. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we used to do once upon a time where we were kind of like in the later days with, uh, with, uh, with our cat mm-hmm. uh, was we'd have the heating pad and we put it at kind of the foot of the bed and make almost like a little tent. And because cats like that kind of coverage when they're feeling ill, uh, but they also like to be around you, and it, it was the best of both worlds. Uh, but with our most recent cat, yeah, we had just like a little chair set up with the heating pad. And, you know, you turn it off at night, or you turn it off when you're not in the room because you don't want to set fires. But for the most part, it's really safe. And, yeah, oh. it's like about a $20 thing that, like, really cats love. I should do that because I bet this, is it round or is it square? Or... You can get whatever you want. Okay. Just go down to any drugstore and they've got like a little heating pad in the aisle that'll be $20. Put it put it in there or an electric blanket. Electric blanket, they can come sometimes scratch the blanket and that's not the best thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. But like just a heating pad, yeah. Oh, that's interesting you say that because when she started to go underneath the, um, the uh, piano, we have radiant heat in our floors. Yeah. And, of course, it always seems to be spots. And I hypothesized that it, there was a warm spot over there. I never went over and felt yeah. it. But wouldn't it be something This is making was... your own warm spot. And, again, 
for all that you go to the vet and like, I mean, the thing I always say about vets, uh, about cats and cars is they randomly just come up to you and go, give me $500. <laughs> what? For what? What? Would, like, you'd know? Just give me $500 fucking dollars. Like, all right, fine, there. All right, I'm going to be around for a bit longer. At least six more months. See you later. And then six months later, $500. <laughs> Shit. Why? Again, genius, you don't know. You don't know. But nope. for 20 bucks... Uh, it makes a world of difference. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sold. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Now we're going to uh, switch cat chat to young David Dedrick. David, <laughs> you have a cat story? The youngest here, obviously. Yes, uh, I do because uh, Risa. So on... Um, Who, how old is Risa? Risa's 19. And full name, please? Risa Visa Meow Meow Meow. How's her stools? <laughs> Hard as a rock. All right. Good. The ones I found anyway in Eve's bedroom. Uh, they... Uh, no, so uh, what day was it now? Lisa and I went out somewhere. It was Friday. Don't ask me what we were doing, but we went out. Oh, we went to we went to David's show. David did a show, a uh, Christmas show, a no fun at Christmas show. And of course, I did a little bit of singing and and jingle jangling in it. And so, and of course, we thought it'll be like a normal show. It'll be around nine o'clock, nine thirty. We'll be done at eleven, and then we'll be home around midnight. And when we were leaving, Lisa decided she wanted to go out. And we're like, are you sure you want to go out? Because you know we're leaving. And she's like, oh, yeah, I got this covered. So we're like, okay, cool. <laughs> so we left and we got home and she wasn't around. So she went, and usually, not always, but sometimes she'll be like hanging around the door or whatever. Like, we ask her to come in. But she wasn't. So went to bed and then but she wasn't around the next day. And you're thinking like, oh, I guess she's found a hideout. So that's cool. Because sometimes she'll just like, you'll go in the carport and she'll just be like camping out in a box. Sure. She's like, I found a box. I'm cool. <laughs> like, Okay. <laughs> And so then it's been, and it's been quite warm. So it's not, it's not like we're really worried about her being cold. So, uh, and then Christmas day. So then uh, the Sunday, Christmas Eve day, we didn't see her again. So I was starting to get kind of worried because I actually really like Risa. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was, but I didn't want to like, you know, verbalize it. Right. I'm just like internally going like, gee, I hope she's okay. Like, yes. Cause you've got woods near your house. We have woods. We have raccoons that have already killed the chicken. So then you start wondering like, if she's an older cat. Because obviously it could be prey to something, a dog or a coyote from the woods or a Cats raccoon. also, when they're not feeling well, will go away and this is something. Time, this yeah. is something my, oh, yes. this is something my sister-in-law brought up on Christmas morning when she still wasn't back. She goes, you know, well, sometimes cats, this is what you yeah. said. They went, well, Merry Christmas. Yeah, you don't bring <laughs> Thank that you. up at Thanks the for time. bringing that up. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for, but I, you know, it's just like, she only like said what i was thinking but you just you yeah. don't want to say it because then it makes it more true so let's just you know and so yeah we we're very worried about it and then on christmas day there was a terrific yowling or as lisa calls it meowdling at the door <laughs> and so i ran out of the front door opened it no one there i'm like what so then i ran down to the basement door and opened it and there's reese just like meowing like you know <laughs> like you open the door and she's just like meow and she comes in and you're like petting her and she was all covered in in dirt so I guess she was sleeping under a tree because she had like all kind of like tree stuff on her. Uh-huh. You're like kind of petting her, but also brushing her off. And then she's like, meow. And she goes upstairs <laughs> and she just like started meowling for her food. And so we gave her some food and then she went to her spot behind the Christmas tree. And then she's like, I'm home. That's so frustrating. You never know the story. So where are I know. You're like, yeah. where are you? Like, <laughs> because you're thinking like, <laughs> we, put up, we put up a post about it on, we called the Langley Animal Protection Society. This, Mary called for us and to see if she was there. And Lisa put up a little post on our Alder Hole page, the Facebook page, just so people would know, like, keep an eye open for a giant... Alder Hole? Alder Hole, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's Alder Grove. 
I know, but it's just, you know. We're a bunch of older holes. <laughs> well, you don't want to. Here's the <laughs> Like when Canadian here's Tire got mad at the crappy tire people because they said, hey, that's us. They say, mm, don't try to own crappy tire to Canadian Tire. Because, you know, like long term residents of Alder Grove mm-hmm. know, know its value. It's Alder Hole. The new people are trying to make it into something it isn't. You know, they want to turn it into the Grove. And you're like, the Grove is walled in the Grove. All right? That's the Grove. Mm. Alder Grove has never been the Grove. Walnut Grove has always been the Grove. So fuck off with that bullshit, assholes. Get the fuck out of here with your sushi garbage. Whoa! Creepers, creepers. This is from a guy that was from Coquitlam originally. <laughs> <laughs> so then, so, you know, so Alder Hole, it kind of reflects, you know, our, yeah, okay. our yeah, jokey, jokey image of yes, ourselves. Yes, it is. It's, it's, Bowen Island sells magnets that say, tell people it's awful here. <laughs> Not anybody over here. So. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what, all, that's what Alder Grove has become like, yeah, too. Like, remind people this is a working class community, not a place for yuppie assholes, but yeah, it's... Unfortunately, the prices of everything is guaranteed what people are arriving. I am so sorry. That, uh, sorry. I'm sorry you went through the stress, but I'm so glad the. Christmas oh, yes. It was great out. when she came strutting in. Anyway, uh, I have to show you. Lisa made, or not Lisa, Eve, in about two minutes, she's like the meme mistress. She made this, this meme here. Oh, oh, that's so cute. Oh, I'll, I'll post it on the, I'll post it so on the website. So we won't spoil the joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We, for uh, Christmas Eve, we had an orphan's Christmas here, and among the uh, people that came were former guests of the show, uh, David Fine and Alison Snowden. Oh, nice. By. But uh, David was in a little bit of a down mood at oh. first, uh, because uh, he uh, lost his wallet. Oh, no! Yeah. I'm going to cut to the end of the Did story. he recover it, He though? found it a couple of days later. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's It good. was in his garage, but it was like, mm. you know, it was that stressful thing of, oh. Been there. Have you been... Have you been robbed? Has it been this? Has yeah. it been this? Has it been that? And yeah. then we realized we all had stories of losing stuff on Christmas. Uh, my, my wife uh, lost her engagement ring on Christmas. Oh, wow. And it was, speaking of vets, uh, where we found it was, because uh, we had to take her cat to the vet, and uh, and she had lost it. But she had lost it on a previous trip to the vet. Oh. And apparently, <laughs> like, when getting the cat out of the carrier... It had slipped off and then under a blanket in the carrier. Of course, huh. yes. Had that appointment. Yeah. Then came, cat comes home. Everything's fine. We don't realize it's still in the carrier. Have to take the cat back for Christmas to the vet. Ching, 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 ching. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> give me $500. Fine, <laughs> fine. There you go. And then, uh, yeah, well, on Christmas uh, Day, we're picking, uh, picking them up. And, uh, yeah, find the ring. And I was like, hey, it's the Christmas cat with the magic ring. Fantastic. It'd be yeah. interesting if his wallet was found covered with tree stuff. And so <laughs> the reset. And the wallet the wall. had right. <laughs> Absolutely. There's a, link. There's a link to this story. Was Just, this, by the way, on a completely different ring-related thing, uh, everyone in the world seems to have learned this year that uh, the 12 Days of Christmas was all birds. Did you know that before? Or am I telling you of something that you don't know? No, I don't. Okay, all birds, like even the the lords of leaping, are birds. Yes, those are birds, and rings are birds. They're all birds. Every one of those things is a term for a bird. Oh, interesting. And it's something that I'm sorry you guys didn't know that, but I'm now informing you. Yeah. yeah. But it's something that got learned about two weeks ago. Got online, spread like wildfire. (laughs) People looked it up, and they went, "Oh yeah, they're all birds. That's the whole thing." (laughs) So what is a? I know there's a Lord God bird, but what is a Lord bird? Lord, the Lord's a leaping. I'm not sure. Oh, huh. And then oh. ladies dancing. That's a t- type of bird, apparently. Okay. Yeah, but he, and you go, what about five golden rings? Yeah, rings are a type of bird. And yeah, they're all birds. It's birds all the way down. Interesting. Well, when you look at like an old, like if you've ever had an opportunity to look at a medieval 
like a like a like a like the order of food. Oh yeah, like, like a know, feast like, page, a of feast some page sort? Yeah. of some sort. Yeah, from the Middle Ages. Yes. There's an awful lot of small birds on it. Yeah, like like the smallest bird, like, a, <laughs> like whatever their chickadee was. Yeah, it's yeah. Just like, what were you cooking those for? Oh, you just scattered them around. The whole thing well, they would just... catch them in nets. Oh, okay. they would catch them in nets and then just. But I mean, imagine men having to like dress dress like little tiny birds, like pluck them and then gut them and all all the rest of it. Like like you're basically making like a tiny chicken. Like when I look at quail. Like if people ever have quail or whatever, yeah, that's small enough. That's right? small, that feels yeah. like that's enough like miniature work to be doing. Like what do you what did you use like canary kind of a thing? <laughs> yeah. So they used to do that joke where they would say, "Here's what the house would look like if you actually got everything in the song." Yeah, right? yeah. And so now you had these leaping people and dancers and <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that better or worse than if it was all birds? <laughs> well, if it's all birds, the idea that it's all food. Oh, that you're being served. Not actually a bunch of. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. By the way, the rings are ring-tailed pheasants. I see. Yeah. So pheasant. That's that's a that's a popular food apparently. <laughs> if we we've all read Danny the Champion of the World and <laughs> the pheasant catching in that. Really. Damn it! What do children draw? It's a pheasant. Remember that Family Guy a million years ago? No, I do not. You've been drawing a time machine. I think you've been sketching that, and they found a picture. Uh, Peter was having a party. Okay. And Stewie had to come up with an excuse as to what it was. He said, what do children draw? It's a pheasant! And I thought, oh, I'm going to like this show. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. <coughs> Until 2008. Oh, really? I still watch it, but I think once Seth left, it changed a little bit. Do you still uh, Family Guy? Uh, family Guy? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I'll watch that. Uh, I, can't, I can't take the uh, Krapopolis. I've tried that. Uh, what's what's Krapopoulos? It's uh, Greek myths, and it's uh, Richard Iowati is the lead. Okay, Matt Berry's in it as well, and I like both of them. Yeah, it's a. I think here's here's the thing that kind of put me off it at the beginning. Mm. It had some sort of connection to NFTs, oh. uh, but it but it was the fella. Uh, it was a Dan Harmon. So I was like, oh, maybe the writing will be. And it was not. It was just rough. It was a rough <laughs> go. Uh, Family Guy. Yeah, it feels like Family Guy's. Uh, you know, it's coasting. Yeah. Coasting fine. <laughs> Feels like the creativity went off to American Dad. American Dad got very creative in mm. what they were doing. Uh, but yeah, it's fine. Simpsons right now, I'm not sure what it's going through. It's going through some stuff right now where I don't know. I don't know, and it's uh, it's fine. It'll be fine. It'll be it, fine. You know, I enjoyed the episodes I saw uh, in the old days. What more do I want? <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. Everything's fine. I don't have that much time to watch television anymore, so I, oh, you should make the time. I'm it's pretty. Really I'm pretty. I'm pretty Godzilla yes. has a TV show. I've heard it. I went and saw Godzilla minus one last night at the movie theater. Ian Did says you? it's fantastic. Ian says it's really good. Uh, Godzilla minus one. Yes. Yeah, I was really surprised at it because, to be honest with you, I usually find Godzilla movies kind of boring. What? I just. I don't know. Yeah. I'm. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I, even as a kid, like, I've seen, like, Godzilla movies on television, and I'd heard about them, and I was, like, I looked forward to seeing them. And I guess the first one I watched was the black and white one with Raymond Burr inserted into it. And I just thought, this is fine. Raymond it's Burr fine. was inserted into a lot of things. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. And that's how he got the theater. What? Uh, I'd never seen it before until about three weeks ago. And I okay. Watched the Raymond, and the Raymond Burr one clearly is... You know, him jammed into yes, another movie. It's inserted, where, it's clearly. And just narrating his way through it. Oh, yeah, boy. Yeah. You could put yourself into that movie just as easily. <laughs> what was nice about Godzilla Minus One is that it's it's subtitled. Yep. Like, it's actually like a popular movie playing in theaters with subtitles. And I thought that's that's a real advancement. On like something like Mad Max, where, you know, the Australian accents were considered too 
too hard to understand, so let's dub in American <laughs> accents over top of the Australian. It's always so silly. And you're just like, oh, this makes, even, this makes it so bad, because like, you know these are the wrong, the wrong voices. And this happens in the 50s? Is it like a... This one takes place post-war, so yeah, it's like forty-seven. It, oh, it over, yeah. We it's do pre forward in time, you know, years at a time. It's pre, uh, it's pre the original Godzilla, oh, I guess, okay. which would have been a fifties. Yeah, it still has. I think um, that's an interesting monster. take on it. I don't know much about it. Yeah, it, you care it? about the emo- you, you care yeah. about the what the guy's going through. Yeah. Uh, your central character. And basically, yeah. to me, it was. It was it was Jaws uh, and then Studio Ghibli at a certain point <laughs> kind of merged together. But there's some very Jawsist yeah. scenes where it's you're just guys out in a boat and something's coming and it ain't good. <laughs> and there was like at least five times in that movie where I was just oh no said it out loud oh no. The funniest the funniest thing to me actually in the, not the movie was not the movie's funny but just so what I thought was interesting was when during the credit sequence it's all Japanese. They they occasionally gave you like the name of a person. So I guess some of the actors were, were told who they were in, in English. The rest of it's just all in Japanese writing. And then you got to this one credit was for Wind Effects editor, written in English. <laughs> oh. You're like, there's no there's no Japanese equivalent of this. No, they don't do it. We cannot find. They don't want to do that job. We don't have wind. We don't no, have wind it, in Japanese. Do you know the, don't want to, why they don't want to do it, Dave? Why? It blows. <laughs> That's what they say. They just, don't get that joke when they say it. But but, but the person know. who did it was the person who did it was in Japanese. It was just the, oh, the, the okay. description of the. Oh, that's weird. I thought it was going to be uh, you know Rex Donaldson. Yeah, yeah, no, so no, no, His no. family members could go. Yay! Yeah, no, it was all. It's just. It's the word, wind effects editor or something like that. It's just like, very oh, smart how on. they get you into it. They give you a realistic issue that this guy's dealing with, and you're like, oh, I really relate to that guy. And then, like, something happens that, like, takes you into kind of, what? What's this world we're in? And it's like, okay, but it's enough. And then you re- you have your Jaws scene where, like, there's a murder, murder, murder. And you're like, oh, that thing's dangerous. Okay, good to know. <laughs> uh, mm. And then they just keep building it up and building it up and building it up yeah. to the movie gradually enough. So it's not just your typical Godzilla where, hey, monster's coming to town. Right. <laughs> All right, I well, can't relate to this. And it also kind of goes back from the how Godzilla became because Godzilla over time became like a good guy. In the in the Godzilla movies, like if you watch the old the old, yes, uh, he comes in to save the day. He still destroys the town. Still but, destroys uh, the town, yeah, but yeah, but gets rid of. There's but a, he's stopping there's that goddamn Mothra. Morning cartoon that was Godzilla and Godzuki. <laughs> that was when I was a kid. Yeah, and I just watched like episode two, and uh, in it, uh, the Golden Gate Bridge is being attacked by a monster that like eats underneath the bridge, and so the bridge is kind of breaking apart. Yeah, and uh, people are driving across, and now the bridge is breaking apart, and so they call Godzilla. And Godzilla starts walking towards the bridge, and the people are like, oh, Godzilla's here. He'll help us. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Godzilla's here. He'll help. And he does. He grabs the bridge and helps everybody. He lends him a hand. But yeah, this movie kind of goes back from that. And now yeah, Godzilla, Godzilla's yeah. just a motherfucker, and that's, that's all you're going to get from Godzilla. But this, there's a sequence in the film where he attacks you know, pre, post-war Tokyo. And that's really interesting, just the architecture of it and everything and... and uh, and how well, like how well, like good it looks. Like the VFX are really spot on as well. Like they're really and it's integrated into what you're seeing. It was all done for $15 million. The whole movie. Well, if you, I don't know if you stayed for all the, all the credits, but at the end of the film, the director wrote, wrote it, directed it, and did the VFX for it. And it was based on a book he so, wrote. Oh, is that right? So oh, the source thanks. material was cheap as well. <laughs> so yeah, it was really interesting because it's the same guy who's filming it who's doing the VFX. So that must help 
with some of your expenses as well because you you just you only need the VFX that you but even you so for. fifteen million dollars yeah yeah that's you ridiculous know, when right? you think of like you know I'm thinking of the scene where but I mean most movies most movies are expensive because the stars cost a lot of money fair fair enough but I'm just picturing like there's a scene where like the woman's in a subway that's above ground and she looks over and just sees Godzilla walking through the city. Yeah. It's great. Like you, it's for the first time I've I've seen a Godzilla movie where you're like, oh damn, yeah, yeah. oh Ooh. damn, oh get the get out of there. <laughs> you know, you're yeah. usually okay. I'm at a distance from it. I, it's Godzilla. It's a guy in a suit. That, yeah, that was my objection to everyone's behavior in the film. Though is just kind of like get away. Like people will be like running away, then he'll be doing something else, and they'll be like, oh, let's sound and watch. No, 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 no. Keep going away. Why are you stopping? Yeah, and also uh, like pulling a Prometheus here not in a straight line like the giant crushing wheel Prometheus is coming after you go right or go left you're <laughs> not going to outrun it going straight you've got to go those ways yeah yeah. the power of the alley my friend yeah no it's a very powerful film and, and there's a, a scene during that sequence of with uh, Godzilla in the city that's very powerful and very emotionally powerful and, wow. and then they have kind of a mad scientist character that's what gets very ghibli <laughs> to me and you're like and he's just like yeah. bizarre hair yeah, like, it's what it's i think we should do is he's a little guy with his to- big tousled hair yeah listen everybody we must fight godzilla and we're simple people we can't fight godzilla and it's like but if you don't what do you got and none of these accents are correct yes and, but if you don't <laughs> you know what uh, i'll be doomed but i can't ask you to do this i'll do it i'll do it i'll do it yeah, yeah. Like, oh good for everyone Everybody, we love you all now. And they do set up the idea that you know can't America just come in and and uh, blast this thing? But then they're like, well, they don't want to get the Soviets uptight, so they can't really do very much help with Japan because they don't want to get the Soviets upset that America is having all these uh, you know military maneuvers so close to Soviet. Is uh, is there Godzilla canon that people are required to uh, no. or encouraged no. No. to stick with? No, you're okay. kind of going through the same thing this guy is, which is. I've never heard of this thing before. What's going on? What the fuck is going on? Uh, yeah. yeah, and again, it just becomes like a very Jawsy movie in many, many ways. <laughs> Jaws hands. Uh, yeah, it's very yeah, very much. Uh, it's not as it's not as like man against. I mean, it's more of a communal thing than than Jaws, where it's like t- tough guys going out to, you know, get fight the shark, you know. And whereas this movie is all about like a community coming together to, you know. And and getting over the who've healing. already suffered, who've already suffered That's a the terrible thing, thing it's about through healing the war. After the war, as yeah, well. yeah, everyone's been damaged by the war, yeah. And then the war is still here. Mm. And when do you? And the theme is really when do you get to come home from the war and live? And, and it's I, like, nope, the war is still there. Yeah, and not just that, but also it was interesting to have people like nor- regular people's view of the war. Yeah, you know, as being like cynical about it and feeling like they got fucked over by by lies. The fact that one of the one of them points out like that the supply chain management was so terrible, like half the Japanese army casualties were from starvation. Because oh, wow. Is they, that based on fact? Yeah. yeah. Thing that happened? I'm yeah. assuming oh the movie is telling us the truth. Yeah. And, uh, and, just, and, you know, and uh, one character constantly complains about how Japan, and I imagine a lot of these comments, like this, this feels like a post-COVID film as well, where you're commenting on things like gov- you know, how reticent the government is to give out information you know, because they're afraid of being blamed, so they just like hold back information, which just makes them look bad. And same thing here, where they don't want they don't want to alert people to Godzilla coming because they're like, well, we don't want to be responsible for the chaos that's going to ensue. Right. 
but you're you're killing people by not yeah. telling them right, what's right, coming. Right. Yeah, but right? then I'm not in trouble. Yeah, but then I'm not. But and I'm fine you, then. Yeah, and I'm gonna like I'm gonna step away from this movie for one second and say to you, and I know you're not a horror guy, mm. uh, and this isn't really horror. It's more I don't even consider monster movies horror movies. Yeah, I don't think I ever really did. Would but King yeah. Kong be a horror movie to you? No. Then then this one probably yeah. isn't either. Yeah. Um, but uh, then you might you might like. Uh, Shin Godzilla, which was recommended to me by Nina Matsumoto. Uh, She's, she recommended it to everyone because she talked about it on the podcast. That's right. Pal, pal of the show also came to Orphan's Christmas, and it was great to, to see uh, her husband, Bob. Uh, and uh, the, the Married idea, in the Backyard. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Married in the Backyard. Married in the Backyard. <laughs> All right. I'll marry you in our backyard. Come on over. That's some, a service we provide at Sneaky Dragon. Um, but it's about the bureaucracy of dealing with a Godzilla attack. Oh, and so it starts off, and Godzilla goes through various phases, and so it's this sort of thing in the ocean, like what do we do? And no one wants to take responsibility, and they're all dealing with, it, and the prime minister has its own things, and there's an election coming up, and all this other stuff, and then yeah, it's like something comes on land. What do we do? And what? Do they, and it's them screwing up every step of the way, and 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 yeah, it's uh, it's about the politics of uh, monsters. Ah. Yeah, and there's real life politics that you could uh, parallel, sure, parallel with quite well. Uh, but then it's also a pretty damn good Godzilla. If it wasn't for this movie, I'd say that's the best Godzilla <laughs> I've ever seen. But like uh, Godzilla minus one, it, that's clearly the best Godzilla and the best Godzilla movie. I think oh. you would enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. I'm checking it out. I, uh, I, one time I was flying back from uh, Montreal and I, had a, I got on the plane late. And so there was people in the two seats and I had the window seat. <laughs> And I was just, you know, I came down the aisle and I was sort of frazzled and I was like, I got to get in there. And the little kid that was going to be next to me moved his knees like, like an inch, right? Just to <laughs> one of those. Like, I'm not moving at all for the, for the home, uh, for the home audience. It's just like, and I said out loud, really? <laughs> all right. That's all right. I, you know, I'm just going to push my way in then. Yeah. yeah. And I sat down and I got myself all settled and he turned over to me. He must've been about eight years old. He says, you like Godzilla? <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, he's all right." And he said, "Yeah, I like Godzilla too." And I said, "Can you name all the Godzilla movies?" And he's, "Yep." And he, <laughs> and he did. And I thought this is going to be a long, long flight all the way back. But he was a good little kid. But I just remember thinking that as I said it, "Why am I initiating this Godzilla?" And the and the, the super fan is going to, well, you know, Mothra does this, but this one does this. And actually, when King Kong and him fought, that one was that really doesn't count because I'm just like, oh god, this is a long flight. <laughs> good little kid, though. On, Offered to share his earbud with me. On the Criterion oh. Channel right now, they have all the uh, Godzilla films from. The fifties ones, the oh, do Mothra, they? and they have, even have Ultraman uh, in in their mix there. So they have a bunch of the sh- sh- they have to- Toho. I can't remember who did them now, but what production company? But yeah, you can watch them all. But Godzilla versus Mothra and the original Godzilla and all the rest. And you know, like I say, I heard about them when I was a kid, and I always thought they'd be interesting. But I remember watching. I was at a, I don't know whose house I was at. I was at someone's house, and I was just in, in their basement watching their television because my parents were being adults upstairs and I had no interest in what that was about. Yeah. So I was downstairs watching their television and, and just stumbled on this, you know, part way into like a, a, a God's, or like a Japanese monster movie. It might've been like Ultraman or one of those films. And I was watching it for a bit and I was like, this is so boring. This is so boring. Like it's, 
then nothing's happening in this movie. Yeah. Though you are watching it on a tiny TV. Like, <laughs> like they, these were films that were meant to be seen. I watched in a lot a, of movies a, on those televisions. Yeah, so. but you're supposed to be seen in a big theater with a bunch of other people who are going, whoa, when things go on. <laughs> it's a spectacle film. I, it's, I mean, it doesn't have any good dialogue. It doesn't yeah. have snappy patter. The whole thing is big <laughs> monster and big monster, small yeah. screen. <laughs> and I do like the idea of of models being destroyed. I mean, that's a lot of fun. I love I love model building, and I love I love all, all the miniature part of it. I love old train sets and stuff like that. If you love models being destroyed, you'll love Hugh Hefner. <laughs> <laughs> he was the Godzilla of his. Well, well, yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's the total reason to watch it. Though was the models being destroyed? Yeah, yeah. In fact, some of the I've, I've only viewed them recently because sometimes TCM or somebody will have uh, Godzilla or some the elder, the, yeah. the color ones. A Sven Gulli will uh, show them. Yes. <laughs> yes, and sometimes you watch it and it almost looks like it's two separate movies, right? The the three leads that are always like, "Well, I'm going to do this and do that," and he's coming, and they point, and it's just like you don't even feel like it's part of that. You're just like, "All right, well, whatever, whatever your blue set that you're always, always on." And then the monster's going to, the tank melts, right? Everything yeah. gets melted. And he's, oh, stomp on that. Okay, well, do that. It wasn't yeah, no. watching the yeah. Raymond Burr Godzilla and going, this is clearly a better movie than this is, <laughs> you know, that they're presenting here. Because there is a love story that's going on there and a love triangle and there's yeah. things. And then the scientist sacrifices himself. And, you know, it's like, is the weapon to kill Godzilla worse than Godzilla? And it's like, no, there's some emotional stuff. But it just keeps cutting back to like, and I was in the room too. It's like, no, you weren't. No, you weren't, Raymond. It just reminded me so much. And I brought up this character because I always bring up this damn character. And I brought him up at Christmas Eve. And everyone's like, what? What the hell are you talking about? Uh, but Max, the 2,000-year-old mouse. Okay. Which was an oh, old yes. Canadian yeah, cartoon <laughs> yes. where, you know, uh, you're like, I remember Daniel Boone. Me and Daniel would be doing da 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 And it just reminded me of that with Raymond Burr. <laughs> yeah, I was there when Godzilla attacked that place. Were you? Because uh, you seem to be in very different footage. And those people are dressed slightly differently. And that's a very generic background yeah. in front of Mr. Burr. No offense. Oh, I'm sorry you're bleeding from the mouth, Mr. Burr. That uh, looks like it really did hurt you yes the uh that need for americans to be center stage or at least they don't they don't believe that people will be interested in like producers don't believe that americans will be interested in things that don't involve americans in it you know and it's it's obviously very a strong feeling because it still goes on like whenever you when you watch things you're like oh there's an american character in this so it sells in america that's the only reason yeah to have this american character is is burr in the matthew broderick godzilla Never seen it. I think he's dead by that point. Yeah, I gotta look this up. All I'm right, sorry about maybe. That. Oh, maybe I've seen that one. We will vamp because it has um... Raymond Burr is buried here in New Westminster. You know, they brought him back here to bury him. They did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, by the old prison. state funeral. They, <laughs> by the old penitentiary. Yes. Yeah, the old penitentiary. No, I, I don't know why I looked it up, but I did look it up. I thought it was odd that I don't know. I mean, good for him. Yeah, but we, it's. I mean, it's weird they made that big of a fuss about an actor who did okay. I mean, he was on Perry Mason, I guess, for a number of years. That was a good role for him. It really it was his only role, really, wasn't it? He's in Rear I mean, Window. He's not a heavy in He's a, in, in Rear Window. And, yeah, but he plays a heavy in that. You're right. He's a heavy yeah. in that. And then, you know, the film noir, he's like, eh. <laughs> 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 yes. Yes. He's in, he's in 19... Okay, no, he's in... 19, uh, not that Godzilla, but he's in Godzilla 1985. Well, that's that's a different Godzilla. It is. It's for also in the in the year nineteen eighty five. But he plays his same character. What's the character name? It's also the name of a comedian. Oh, 
A comedian uh, working today, a popular comedian today, who's also been popular in the 70s, popular in the 80s, did a little uh, writing in the 60s. What? Steve Martin? Indeed it is. Oh, Raymond Burr nice plays guess. Steve Martin. <laughs> and I was going to guess Henny Youngman. <laughs> Second choice. Second choice. Not working today, Henny <laughs> Youngman. <laughs> That's, well, Steve Martin. That's, yeah. where fell, that's where the thing fell apart. In the 60s, he was writing on the Smothers Brothers uh, show, Rest in Peace, Tom Smothers. Yes. Oh, did he pass away? Uh, yes. Tommy. Yeah. My uh, old boss uh, uh, closed that show down, shut it down, shut it down good. In the 60s? When uh, the yeah, original Dave, shut down? Uh, yeah, David Steinberg. It was uh, his, but Tom approved the sketch, which was like he would do these uh, sermons. And that was what got the most complaints was this, the sermons. And so, <laughs> you know, the show was on the edge of being taken off the air. And then they were told, don't do any more of these sermons. And then they were like, do, do another sermon. And that, was the sermon <laughs> and that was the end of the show. And that was the reason given was that. That one. Oh, when you said that, I thought it was actually like a, uh, an executive that shut it down. But no, more of a cause. He was on shut. the show. Yeah, that's right. David Steinberg? David Steinberg, wow. yeah. He was a producer on a show I did called uh, Big Sound that was shot uh, here in town. It's not the best show, but it was uh, <laughs> very cool to be in a room with David Steinberg. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Is he and dead? No, no sir. He's not. Yeah, I didn't think he so. He is not. And the rumor I keep spreading on this show, because yes. I like it, okay. is that he is the uh, title character in the song uh, You're So Vain. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll listen to it again now. Listen think, to oh. it again. <laughs> listen to it again. This was, this was, the, this was the strong rumor that was brought up many times when I was working uh, on set there. Because otherwise it's uh, Mick Jagger is the that is the, that is, that Mick is Jagger the or Warren Beatty are the two names yeah, most Yeah, the common two high to... names, but there's details in the song that make it make more sense for it to be David Steinberg. And did Carly and David date? They were. They did do some shenanigans, no. yes. Oh, bum bum David huh. Steinberg. He got around. David Steinberg <laughs> did well. Yeah, I remember uh, he was also really good friends with uh, my old writing agent. I remember one time, <laughs> there was one time they were having like the holidays over at his place. And uh, she went, oh, my son just like went to his bedroom. And uh, he was just so impressed by all this like exercise equipment he had there. He really, <laughs> really cares about working out. And uh, I said to her, yeah exercise equipment that's what he had in his bedroom all right and your son was playing on exercise equipment and she uh she went oh that? come on that oh my god oh my god you're right the trapeze i don't know what to imagine here i, I don't know <laughs> the sling thing that they saw at the respite that they used to get out yes that's right yes the toilet yes exactly what they were using Exercise. Did you ever see the David Steinberg show, the the one that had everyone from SCTV on before <laughs> SCTV? I uh, so uh, what year would it be on? Like seventy eight early, or early seventies. Early uh, one of the uh, main guys on it was, uh, and again, you're the only people I can talk to about this without looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> they had the guy who played Ray J Johnson. <laughs> oh yeah, and he was like, I believe, uh, David Steinberg's agent. But he also, but he came on as Ray J every so often. Do you know who I'm talking about when I say Ray J? Of course. Johnson? Very good. Thank you. I, that is so bizarre to me, that guy, that that bit, which that is bit. not funny. You can call me Ray. We've ever, you can call me Multiple Jay. commercials. You can commercials. call me Ray J. variety shows. Yeah. You can call me Johnny. You can call me Sonny. You can call me Ray J. You can call me Ray J Jr. But you doesn't have to call me Johnson. That's it? That was What's the second page of this bit? <laughs> Where does this bit go? Snappy anyway, tatter. he was on it. Yeah. Uh, and the concept behind it was 
that uh, David Steinberg was doing a talk show. But then across the street from the talk show was a diner, and he would go and hang out at the diner. Oh, and so yeah, all these yeah. people were there, and there would be like Martin Short, who'd want to be a singer on the show, and like, come on, give me a break, give me a break, I'm a singer. And uh, <laughs> Joe Flaherty, who was Joseph O'Flaherty then, was there, John Candy. Hmm. It was basically everyone who was like doing Second <clears throat> City. And then, you know, and then you'd have the conceit of, then it would cut to the show that was happening, and you could watch the show in the diner on a TV, so they'd look up at what was going on. But if someone was performing on the show, David would go across the street to the diner and uh, interact with the other characters. That's a great idea. It's a great (laughs) idea, and occasionally you will see it on the Comedy Network here. Yeah, they did play it for a while. That's That's funny. I always forget how much stuff... uh, When I did Almost Midnight, our sketch show, I joined it late, and the two creators of it, uh, Mike and Howard, did stuff and then it would happen on the show and then and then I saw the show and then I sort of contributed to it and it wasn't until years later even though I saw some SCTV when I was a younger person yeah. I didn't realize how much they were borrowing from <laughs> okay. that that concept yeah. like when they they did a news sketch but I thought the news sketch was um SNL's new sketch, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. It was more Earl Camembert and yeah, more Lloyd. that yeah. inspired then weekend update. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we did the commercial parodies that we did. Again, I thought they were trying to do SNL commercial parodies, but when I started to see repeats of SCTV, I said, "No, they're doing SCTV commercial parodies." One of the things that which always... are more parodies of Canadian commercials than they are commercials of American commercials. Yes, or they did the other thing, which infuriated me as a kid when I did watch SCTV. When they would say, "Coming up next, it'll be so and so doing something," and I say, "Oh, I'm going to watch that. I can't wait for that to come on." And that never came. <laughs> well, the whole idea was all they had was for that promo, and I said, "Well, I would, I, I would still watch another thirty seconds of whatever that was going to be." And that always frustrated me a yeah, lot. Yeah. It was, a, it was like the two really brilliant sketch ideas around that time to me were. You know, uh, Monty Python, we don't have to end sketches. We can just go into the next sketch. Mm. And SCTV, we don't have to do a sketch. We just have to say the premise of the sketch (laughs) by putting it in a promo for what's coming later. (laughs) And it's like, that's it. It's just the joke. That'd be funny, huh? Magnum PEI. Yeah. Done. We're done, right? We don't have to do a five-minute sketch now. Yeah, yeah. Just do the promo. That's it. Moving on. Smart. But uh, Saturday Night Live would have to, like... Do the fucking huge six-minute potato <laughs> sketch. <laughs> yes, and it would run out of steam. Yeah, but yet I still wanted the. I wanted. I do want four minutes of John Candy doing. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. And yeah. then when we did the spinoff of Almost Midnight, which was Big Helen's Pagan Holiday, okay. which was again Monty <laughs> Python's Flying Circus, sure, right? Sure. This yeah. is the impetus is way in the background. <laughs> the idea was that we had a pirate. <coughs> TV show, <laughs> and we traveled around in a in a motorhome that was like the TARDIS. It was bigger on the inside than it was on the outside. Sure. You set up an aerial, and then you broadcast our thirty second sketch ideas, or however long it was. But that harkens back to this idea, in a way, yeah. to these two different locations and how you're going to tie them together. Uh, <clears throat> Mike came up with the idea of the Sandy Allen show was just a joke show because it sounded like it would be a Canadian show. In fact, maybe it was. <laughs> you know what I mean? The Sandy Allen show. And so then I wanted to do the Sandy Allen show where Sandy Allen was, was the, uh, the talk show host of it, but that he'd been doing it for so long, a la Johnny Carson, that now he didn't even do the show anymore, you know, because okay. Johnny started to take so much vacation. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be the extremity of that now where he doesn't even do it. <laughs> and so I thought that the writers now had to host the show. 
And so Mike and I uh-huh. would host the show, the Sandy Allen show, but there was classic comedy bits and we would reverse our roles. And so whoever was sort of the host of it now and the sidekick yeah. was reversed. And so that was Sandy Allen and his sidekick. And you would be able to do a period uh, thing. And I said it and Mike said, no, I don't think so. And I went, I don't I think it's a good idea somehow. <laughs> but we never, we never, well, we never did it. It's still a good it. idea. I'm just, yeah, it's still weird. All right. Well, it's recorded here and uh, you're my witnesses. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say this out loud. Um, I had a, I had a friend who um, was cast in a big sitcom and Canadian all right big Canadian sitcom sure it was kind of a follow up sitcom to another Canadian sitcom and um, at the last second after him going hey I'm the lead in the sitcom to everybody uh, including his parents who were so very very proud uh, the network went no we're gonna go with this other person who was like a bigger name who was the creator of the sitcom. And so they got that part and said, and they felt really bad about it, and everything was just really real shit. And <coughs> so I said to my friend, oh, I think I've got a good idea for a sitcom for you then. It's someone who that happens to, but they can't break the news to their parents. So they have to make that sitcom every week just for their parents with like next to no budget because they don't have the budget. But it's them and all their friends just uh, doing the sitcom, and then they ship that to VHS tape. To the parents because the parents don't have cable, right? So they can't, they couldn't they watch it on know. TV. So, but know. here you go. So yeah, <laughs> so the idea would be you get a little behind the scenes of them making it, and then the actual sitcom itself done super uh, on the cheap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like two level sitcom premises. Like we're doing the show, but this is behind the scenes of the show at the same time. I re- when I found out that that was the George Burns show, I was like, oh, there are no original ideas. This has been around <laughs> since the beginning of time. Or George Burns would just like in the middle of a sitcom just go. Wonder what Gracie's up to. Well, my show's on the air right now. Let's take a look. And just turn on the TV and just watch. Oh, she's planning my surprise birthday party. Well, I better look surprised. Okay. Wow. I never. I have always heard. You know, because the George Burns show was on the radio first. Yeah. But then I forgot about because that's what they said. The the. Um, Gary Shandling's show, it's Gary Shandling's show, was yeah. was the first time oh. since the George Burns show that it's been self-aware of itself being a show. And, of course, there was no way to watch the George Burns show when it's Gary Shandling's show came out right. for us in Canada. So, anyway, it, looked, so. Uh, it looked, you know, what? This is the newest idea I've ever seen. <laughs> I, even something like uh, the Dick Van Dyke show kind of had a little of that element where, like, hey, you want to just show something like a stand-up comedian or a variety act or something? We can because there's a TV show they're working on. Yeah. And occasionally we could just show that show and yes. that will fill it up and here we go. And Then it makes you question, did they ever do that on a show? In a variety show, would you ever say, well, I'm going to bring my wife down and she's going to be on the show too because we don't, we don't have enough actors in New York that are going to be able to be on the Alan Brady <laughs> she show. She was good and very beautiful. That's <laughs> true. It's almost the opposite of uh, I Love Lucy. <laughs> where you know she's also good every time she does the damn show but yeah. for some reason Ricky doesn't clue into that shit yeah but like you know uh, Dick Van Dyke is just like I don't know my wife wants to do the thing I don't know let's get bring the writers in as well <laughs> we'll bring, do it yeah we'll be the toy soldiers we'll be the soldiers Maury Amsterdam will do it that'll be fine well I guess the, the I Love Lucy show reflected the reality which is that it, behind the scenes Desi Arnaz saw himself as the the head of the production company and Lucille Ball is just sort of you know the talent. The hack talent. The hack talent. I'm, I'm the real strength behind, the real muscle behind this thing, and the real brains, which was, the once again, the exact opposite. She was the actual brains of the operation, but... Uh, yeah. And it, the lungs. <laughs> and the lungs. And the hair. <laughs> and the fiery hair, yes. 
I, I read um, Cliff Nefteroff's new book, Outrageous, about you know, kind of the history of cancel culture through uh, comedy in, in the ages. Sure. And, and yeah, you know, like on I Love Lucy, that uh, they couldn't say pregnant. But the network didn't want her to have a baby on the show at all. Yeah. But she would still have to do the show. They just would that their idea was never refer to it. Right. <laughs> I'm like, you're not going to refer to it? Don't you see how infinitely worse that would be if no one mentions? It's like, I know, we can't have that. We can't have people getting pregnant on the on the show. I guess their plan was just to have her in like floor length gowns. Right. Yeah. The whole this time. physical comedian. Yeah. Who's going to be like you know eight months pregnant? You know, is she still stomping on the grapes? Is uh, I don't think, I don't yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm trying to make a pun of inf- infinitely worse, but uh, you just infinite, did. You just infinitely did. Infinitely worse is not bad. <laughs> infinitely worse. That's by okay. having a child. Oh well. You did it. You that's succeeded. just the promo. See, that's the SCTV joke. Coming up, it's Lucille Ball in <laughs> Infinitely Worse. Why? Because she's pregnant on I Love Lucy. <laughs> Did that kid like uh, become like a talky kid on the show Like when it was born? Like it must have been a baby. I was never show. a huge Lucille Ball fan. I think he gets to sing. Is that what you mean? Like, did he? Oh, I didn't even he... mean the kid got to sing. Like, I didn't know how long the show was on the air after she gave birth. Like, was it a baby? And it was all this shtick about like having a baby and how a baby's oh. loud and nonsense. Like, I don't understand. Like, I could sort of see then you can't come do the show, Lucy. There's a baby at home. Like, okay, good argument. Finally. Until little Ricky starts yeah. playing the congas. Yeah, or was it almost immediately into, like, you know, a toddler? Right. So you can do some stuff. Like that thing that happens in every sitcom. The yeah. baby ages like that. Hmm. I bet it was that. And it's funny because I have the complete I Love Lucy sealed up in a box at home. Sure. <laughs> That's where it is. That's where it'll stay. I'm going to put it in that drawer. Yeah. Because you love Lucy, but you've laughed at Lucy three times. <laughs> you've laughed at the chocolate bit. You laughed at Vegemita Vitamin. Maybe the, maybe the wine... The end. What about when she cooked the bread and the loaf? Oh, bread's was... pretty good. That's pretty good. Good visual. I don't know any of these. Yeah, I was just never... A... There's one that I saw that I thought was really good, which was them visiting Los Angeles. And there's a scene where they're at the Brown Derby. Is that the name of the restaurant? The famous sure. restaurant? Yeah, I've been. And William Holden is sitting in the booth behind her. And Lucy realizes that he's there. And she's like a vulture perched above him, like staring down at him <laughs> as he attempts to like eat his meal and ignore her. And it's just really a great visual, uh, you know, of a great kind of slow burn on his part and then her like intense, you know, fandom of this guy. And uh, yeah, it's quite good. But other than that, I just never, never really... And maybe because I saw the later ones first, the color ones, yeah. where she worked in the bank with the grouchy Mr. guy. Mr. Mooney, yeah. Mr. Mooney. Those were the ones I started with, too, and I liked them more. Because, oh, is there? Because yeah. <laughs> they weren't black and white. Yeah, I mean, kid, it's color. Yeah. Oh, I, was, I mean, I had a black and white TV growing up, so it really made no difference to me. There was Here's Lucy. There was The Lucy Show. I think The Lucy Show was bank. There was Here's Lucy. Then later on, the uh, absolutely awful life with Lucy. But what are you going to do? Exactly. What are you going to do? Well, nice. I don't know how old she was. God bless her. <laughs> she made Star Trek. It's Everything's fine. She made, right. made she was, it happen. She, was, she couldn't act very well because she was, kept hearing the radio through her teeth. So oh, You know that story, right? I've, I've heard a little of it. Yeah, on, uh, on the Tonight Show, she talked about it. Yeah, right? apparently she had like, some sort of operation done and she got, you know, whatever, metal put in her teeth. And she started hearing radio signals through her mouth. Really? Yes. I remember that was on Gilligan's Island. That was, oh, a, was it? Yeah. that was a plot point on Gilligan's Island. I remember that on Gilligan's Island. And I have Gilligan's Island at home sealed, and I've never... No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Let them out! Free them! <laughs> All the black and white ones. Yeah. How was there never an I Love Lucy cartoon? 
Like everything else seemed to have a cartoon and then uh, yeah. nothing. Nothing there. I guess she would have had to sign off on it and wasn't interested. Yeah. It's funny, though, because it almost calls for at least even an animated opening, which it never had, right? Yeah. The, the, the big heart. But you could imagine. Wait, there even, was a Puppetune uh, opening for, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's where she would come out of the curtain and... Yeah. Oh, okay. And I remember as a little kid thinking, that's pretty hot. I don't know why. <laughs> it was one of those where, like, the, you, don't, you don't realize your feelings, but you're like, oh, yeah. Go yes. on. Yes. More Continue. More, well, there should be more of this puppet in the show, I think. Tell me, tell me more, Marie Osmond. Mm-hmm. You're available in doll form, you say. Interesting. How would a boy get a hold of one of those? Wow. Yep. We let, let a lot out in this episode. This is. It's confession time confession here at the end of 2023. <laughs> um, we're, uh, I have a game. That we played a little of last week. Oh boy! That I think would work better now that we're three people. <laughs> uh, that I think you also might be good at. Uh, there's a there's a game we're going to be playing at our well I'm going to be playing it at my friend's house tomorrow. But yeah. because you can't, maybe you can enjoy it at this point. Well, I've it, already I've already played it, so that I, I know that I won't. No, but, but, but yes, you have not played it in competitive format. Oh, though, okay, okay. Oh, you're ready. Here's out. what it is. It's a sound effect game. Uh. So you will like draw a card. You will get a sound effect. And then uh, either Dave or I, we will both try and guess the sound effect. Okay. And then we'll go up to, let's say, 10 points. We'll sure. go up to 10 points. And uh, huh. we'll do it that way. There's, right. there's more complicated uh, versions of this, but... Sure. So, well, well, Ian prepares the game. I, just, I was going to ask uh, Jason. Uh, I've heard you mention a few times on, on Refresh My Memory that you really like, uh, horror, like uh, film noir movies. You've been watching a lot of yeah. film noir on TCM. Yes. And uh, obviously, the show has totally met that interest by having so many film noir <laughs> movies. There's could hardly count the amount they've had of them on more than one finger. Let's say we're still in our early. We're still in our <laughs> gestational period. Gestational period, exactly. But I watched one the How other. I watched a one the other day that uh, it was on Criterion. It's listed as a Christmas noir, which is Lady in, the Lady in the Lake, the Robert Montgomery. Philip Philip Marlowe film. Do you know that one? I I know that I've seen it because I know the title, but I I don't know which is what happens in this one. Well, this is a really interesting one because it's kind of experimental in nature. Oh, it's, is this the point the, of view? Yeah, one? the camera is the the yes. character's point of view, and so he's talking. You know, the characters are staring at you all the time while things are happening. Yes. Uh, and there's some fun things where like the camera follows the beautiful secretary as she walks out of the office, you know, and follows her to the doorway and things like that. Yeah. Uh, and also what's interesting about the film, I thought, was that the soundtrack has no instruments. It's just voices singing. Because it's a Christmas film, so it starts off with them singing like Christmas carols at the beginning of the movie. Oh, wow, okay. But even during like suspenseful sequences, like there's a car chase where he's being chased by a policeman who wants to kill him, uh, it's just voices. It's not instruments playing. So the voices are like making like the sort of almost like the, the ghostly howls that occur in Christmas Carol. Oh, when when you know when Scrooge opens the window to see the the poor ghosts outside who are unable to help the the poor, the, uh, the poor woman outside, you know, yeah, so all, a, yeah. Ooh, ooh. So, yeah there's those kind of voices like that. that. Yes. Oh, it's wow. really fast. It's a really fascinating film. It is a bit of a gag because you know it's, it has that thing, a point of view, right? Which is sort of the reason that I watched it when I did watch mm, it mm. and have seen it maybe once since, and now yeah. I don't watch it. But I didn't know about this part of it. Yeah, so now I want to see it again. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's one of those films where, like, I've heard of you know I've heard of Robert Montgomery, 
and other films, but like the lead actress, Audrey Trotter, I don't think I've ever seen her in another film. And it's kind of, an odd, it's kind of odd, because it, it does sort of play fast and loose with, with the original story and with Philip Marlowe's character. But I realized, watching The Big Sleep also this week, because it was on TCM, the Humphrey Bogart, Lauren McCall one, mm-hmm. that also plays fast and loose with the story, because everyone wants to pair up Marlowe yeah. with, with the femme fatale in the story, which does not happen in the books. Like, Marlowe is strictly a, a knight around who never will... He'll never settle, you know, he can't. He's just a, a good guy who cannot be tied down to some woman, especially someone who's duplicitous in the story. Like, that's not his character, right? It's, he's like the straight, the one honest person in this corrupt city of Los Angeles, right? Uh, but yeah, it was really effective. And I was watching it, and I paused the movie for a second, and I turned to Lisa and I said, I wonder if Stanley Kubrick watched this movie before he did, like, the... The scenes in 2001 where they used the Ligeti for like the, the revealing of the of the monolith on, on the moon, or in the sequence where they, they have the um, where he's traveling through the, the light part of the end of the film, where it's just like voices going, Ooh, you know, using the, the crazy Ligeti sounds, because it's very similar to what they did in wow. in Lady in the Lake. It's funny, I because uh, people always think because I'm <coughs> quote unquote a, mu- a musician, yeah, I am not. T- I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I can do, yeah. but I don't dwell upon it, right? Mm. Like if mm. I hear sound, I just like, like when my, my brother used to say to me, he'd say, oh, listen to the guitar part in this song. Yeah. And so I'd listen and he'd go, what do you think about that? And I said, I didn't, I didn't hear it. <laughs> because to me, guitar was going to be strum, me, strum, strum. Yeah. That's what a yeah. guitar is. So yeah. the fact that a, a guitar sounded like, I'm just listening. <laughs> I'm listening for the guitar and I don't hear it. Yeah. So yeah, I'll play it again. Isn't that awesome? I don't hear any guitar because it's, I'm not tuned to that. Yeah, yeah. And so what you're talking about, even if I had heard it, it's all part of the the imagery and washing over me. Yeah, I'm not yeah. even. I would not. I don't think I would even pick up on it. Huh, huh. Aren't I pathetic? No. I should probably leave right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. No, that's that's a game. There's obviously different layers of watching something. I think and. Uh... Yeah, that's the first time I ever saw it. I w- w- had wanted to see it because it did sound interesting to me. I know that Leslie Halliwell in his film guide poo-poos the movie, but he poo-poos every movie. That's the Halliwell film guide. It's the poo-poo movies. It should be also be called. <laughs> Leslie Halliwell poo-poos the movies. And he divides them into soft and hard. Yes, that's right. This movie is a soft poo. This is um, a hard poo. Can you put a link to that up on our page when you're putting what, up this? Put the, link the movie? To, to Lead in the Lake? Yeah. Well, see if I can, sure. Very good. I saw it on TCM, so... Okay. Or, sorry, on Criterion. So, here's the thing. Uh, this is a game called uh, The Sound <clears throat> Game. There's other rules, whatever. I've just given you one pack that are all incident cards. So, these are all sound effects yeah. that are an incident. Okay. Uh, on the on the cards are numbers, yep. and that's how much points okay. uh, each of this will be. So, what's going to happen is you will turn any one of those cards you want. You can even shuffle them if you want. It's, a, it's your call. Uh, you'll turn, turn it over. You will do the sound effect, and whichever of us gets it uh, first... <laughs> Gets that those amount of points, and we'll go up to twenty, oh and then we'll go. Ugh, that was what was that about? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said ten. I, I did because I was thinking we could just make one point each, but I realized some are harder than others. Oh, okay. So it's just uh, I see threes and stuff like that. Yep. All right. So All there right. we go. I'm just going to choose one at random. Oh, I, well, that's a three. Maybe Please I won't do, do a three. Well, maybe I'll do a three. Maybe I'll look at a three. And then when you're done with them, just put idea. them in a separate pile so we don't repeat. Okay, so you got it. <laughs> and we can. This is, and this is a common can, reaction last week. Either of us can uh, shout out what we think it is. Okay. And so I, I get the idea. Oh, sorry. Here's the other thing about it. Oh. So you can just put that card down now because you know what it is. You got to clasp your hands together because yeah. you can't use your hands. Right. You can gesture with your head. 
You can make facial expressions. You just and and you can't like uh, you know use the word in what <clears throat> you're saying. So if it's bark, you can't go bark, bark, bark. Right. You can't do that. Right. You know. So uh, you know the the basics. Okay. You just got to do the sound effect. But there's I was going to say, is there any? But but no hand motion. It's no it's, hand it's, motion because it's really it's sound. Tricky. It's pretty tricky. Yeah. Okay. I, I can see it's going to be. All right. And if we give up, we'll just move on to the next one. Okay. All right. <laughs> a lot of Laughter. A lot of pressure on you. Cold, freezing, freezing to death. Uh, is, this, is this an incident? Yes, falling oh. in the ice. Uh, I'm gonna. Oh, what is it? Hypothermia. <laughs> oh, freezing to death. Dying uh, of uh, uh, frostbite. Oh, frostbite is the correct. Oh. Three, points right. Three points for Three points for me. It. Hooray! All right. All right, so I can. Yeah, no, this is tough. <laughs> yeah, because the hand part, because I, I was going to go for extremities, right? Yeah, yeah. And so what I tried to do there with the motion was that maybe he's going to get my ears are really cold and about yeah. to peel off. It helps that I'm writing a book with that title right now. That was very <laughs> helpful. Okay, so draw, Sorry. draw again. We're gonna. So I'm leading three to nil. Okay. This is what pointed to. This I, is three points too. Here, let me. Uh, I'm going to break it up a little bit. Sure. I feel like there's going to be a trend to this uh, game. Oh man! <laughs> For two points. <laughs> Hyperventilating. Yes, correct. Okay, <laughs> nice. I was thinking cat asthma. <laughs> <laughs> Very specific. Give yourself half a point. <laughs> All right, so three to two. Here we go. Two for two points. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Car, car crash, car crash. Car crash is what it says on the card. All right, I got car it. Car accident was first, but car crash is what's on the card. And so how much was it? it was uh, two that points? Is two points. So you're up to four. Okay, very Woo! good. Let's hear it for uh, semantics. It's not fair. He's been in car crash. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm sorry. It was, it was car crash. All right. You'd be a good uh, game show guy. <laughs> good game show partner. All right. Ugh. Disgust. Disgust. Disgusted at food. <laughs> disgusted. Oh, disgusted. Great. Thank oh, you. Nice. So that was two points. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't know. Get... I don't know what to give uh, nod to. All right, I'll take it. Yeah, he'll take it. All right, let's go for this uh, three pointer here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh. Oh. Love, Lauren. In love. Attracted to? Oh. Love sick. That's a good one. Horny. <laughs> <laughs> Cat asthma. <sighs> Pining. <laughs> Forlorn? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, I give up on this one. How about oh, you? we were so close. It was, was it? It's, uh, it, the phrase was falling in love. Oh, falling oh, in love. Falling so in love. You, incident. Okay. You, all incident. Had, you all had love, but uh, uh, I couldn't make you fall in love with me. <laughs> okay. All I could do was make yummy noises. All right, here we go. No, it's fine. It's an incident. Two <laughs> points. Okay. <laughs> Sneezing. Sneezing. Cold. Fever, allergies, flu. having allergies. Having allergies. Allergic reaction. <laughs> An allergic allergic to something. Hay fever. Hay fever is Dang. the incident. <laughs> Good one. Dang. For two points. Oh no. Okay. 
<laughs> Out of going, going to cold water. Giving birth. Nice. Giving birth. Nice. Delivering labor. a baby. Going, th- going, labor. going through into labor. Going into labor is the phrase we're looking for, so. Uh, the phrase that pays. <laughs> Judge. Judges? Oh. Terrible <laughs> orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> we will also accept that. But these are all three pointers. Here's a two pointer. Okay. <laughs> it's seven to six right now. Oh, wow. Whistling. Whoa! Ow! <laughs> Slipping on the ice, falling down. Falling in the forest. For falling into a pond. <laughs> oh. Andy Griffith has an accident. Having an accident. <laughs> uh, Andy Griffith fell on Opie. Opie on the addiction. ice. <laughs> ah. Oh, knees. Breaking your legs. Hurting your knees. <laughs> breaking an arm. Hurting your legs. Hurting your foot. Breaking an arm. Hurting breaking a leg. leg. Breaking, breaking a leg. Oh, yay. Okay. I don't know. Did I do very good on that? <laughs> I was whistling, and then I slipped, and then no, I no, fell. No, it was good. It was good. I was just trying to figure out exactly what yeah. the, the script okay. was. Okay, two points. I feel like I'm not... Uh, for the people at home, I'm doing a lot of head motion and <laughs> nodding like it is, and I don't know if that's part of the rules or... We're, well, we're having that's fun. That's fine. That's fine. We're having fun. We're having, having a nice time. The game police are in here. Oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> Constipated. Yes, this is the word. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wow, someone here is really familiar with it. All right, cat constipation. <laughs> <laughs> now this is okay. Now I can make a sound like this. All right. Well, how much is it worth? Oh, sorry, two points. Thank you very much. Ah, ah, ah. At the dentist. Ah. Having your teeth done? Ah. Uh, getting a, a, to- a tooth pulled. Uh, getting a tooth filled. Ah. You're shocked. Uh, shocked and awed. Ah. Uh, uh, a baby is sad. <laughs> <laughs> the baby is getting a tooth pulled. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, dental checkup. Uh, dental exam. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I wish you could see the face. In shock and awe? Ah. Uh, <laughs> done. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, ah. Uh, you can't use your hands. I know. It's, <laughs> I give up. Sorry. How about you? I give up or are you going? Uh, I don't know. I, I know. Got, I, I want it to keep going. I got nothing. All right. Lockjaw. Lockjaw. <laughs> oh, boy. I could not close my mouth. And I was going to try to pretend to bite my hand. Yeah. But I couldn't. Right. And then We're I getting realized... through. We're getting through. It's nine to eight. I have nine. You have eight. Wow. We're going to get there. All We're right. going to get there. Here we go. It's just choose. Oh, I mean, it was a three-pointer. Choose your own adventure. Three-pointer, okay. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love it. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, nursing baby. Oh. Whoa. Nursing baby. Whoa. Ah! <laughs> a nursing baby being thrown off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> oh Fall, falling down a well? Falling down a well is correct. <laughs> oh my gosh, well done. Falling down a well. Well done. That's very good. You drank, you drank from the well, and then you yeah. fell in the well. 
Very oh. good. <laughs> Joy uh, in the well. Joy That's right. Yeah. No fall in the well. Joy in the well. <laughs> Joy in the well, you've fallen in. <laughs> is it a okay. two or a three? This is a two. Okay. okay, good. All right, here we go. Get some dignity back. It's nine to 11. <laughs> All sounds. That's a, I'm, I'm getting the hang of it on my end, too, now. I'm sure. thinking radio yeah. show, right? Yeah, that's right. Yes. There you go. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Are we allowed to use words, or is it only sound? It's only sound. Okay, only good, sounds, good, 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 yeah. good. I mean, listen, if you were an auctioneer, you probably could do... You could probably do that. But uh, for the most part, no. Yes. Good. Food critic. Sampling food. Eating food. Enjoying food. Having dinner. Eating breakfast. Eating dinner. Food poisoning. Food poisoning is correct. Nice. We got a tie. tie. <laughs> All right. Let's cut the cards again. Here's a three pointer. All right. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. How's this for you listeners out there? Because <laughs> we're getting some good faces. Yeah, we're getting good times. Can, uh, can I move or I can't move? I'm you, can, uh, you can't move your hands, but you can move anything else you want. You can stand up if you want it. Oh, okay. Yes, you can't move your hands, though. Okay. So keep them clasped, and we're good. For three points. All right. Here we go. <laughs> oh, a butt dial. Butt dial. Oh, nice one. <laughs> very good. I was very close to moving my hand. I <laughs> it's so hard not to. <laughs> Especially when I stood up and released them. <laughs> Okay, 11 to 14. Dave's taking a substantial lead. Ooh. Huh. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Genocide. It's a three as well. <laughs> um, the Catholic Church. It's an argument at Christmas dinner. An argument at dinner. <laughs> a debate. Debate. Family debate. <laughs> Anger. Anger at uh, dinner. It's a gossip. Uh, oh, there's oh. Lo- oh, 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 uh, romantic. Adultery? <laughs> Bigotry. Divorce? Divorce. Whoa! <laughs> Wow! Divorce for three. <laughs> wow! Okay, so it's so this is a three. Yeah. Oh, sorry. What's the next one worth? Sorry. Uh, well, we could be. Uh, Let's we... do three pointers because Dave needs three points to win. Okay. Okay. Oh, and I need uh, infinite points to win. I need nine points. Are my hands here. So this could be the winner. Here it goes. Hungry, thirsty, dehydration. Thirsty. Dehydration. dehydration. Yes, you got it. Dehydration. Well is done. That's twenty points. You win. <laughs> wow. There we I'm, go. I'm shocked at my performance. Shock and awe. <laughs> and it was funny because you know uh, Ian starts guessing so early, and he's, yeah. he's giving all these great things because it's like the Catholic Church. I said, no, actually not the Catholic because it's divorce. It's not going to. I do have to know that it was a no. You know, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, I'm going to move on to, and this doesn't this isn't pushing us towards the end of the show. 
But I'm going to read the letter so that we have an excuse to make the drink. That, oh, yes, uh, yes. That uh, our friend... And, and we, have a, we have a specific letter for Jason, too, to read. Oh, so. lovely, that's right. Okay, so uh, do, you want, do we want to read that one first, or should no, we do this we'll one do the, No, we'll do the show ones. Okay. So Last uh, week. Last week on the show, we asked, hey, uh, since on Refresh My Memory, one of the things that uh, the hosts do, that's uh, Jason Dedrick, along with Vicky Van and Eric Fell, uh, they make up a drink based on the movie that they have memories and are talking about. And so I asked, hey, if you were to make up a Sneaky Dragon drink, what would that be? And uh, we had a response, and it was a response from our friend Louise, who said, uh, I have to open my packages right away to see if they said, the oh, sorry, was there another question as well? There might have been. Yeah, what ingredients go into a Sneaky Dragon cocktail, and are you the kind of person who buys things and lets them pile up? And what kind of things do you amass were the questions we asked. Jason so, is. We've learned that he has a I Love Lucy collection sitting. <laughs> on, and uh, he's got one uh, drawer of his dresser that yes. hasn't been opened. <laughs> that is the underwear drawer. And that's where the puppy went. <laughs> Speaking of lost pets. <laughs> uh, I have to open my packages right away to see if they sent the right items. And if they work or fit properly, maybe that's a Pandora thing. I have odd knickknacks, so that's what accumulates on my dresser top and bookshelves, making them hard to dust. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, I love that action movie, Hard to Dust. That Steven Seagal film. It's oh. a Christmas film. Some say it's a Christmas film. Some say it's a shitty Steven Seagal movie. You decide. I'm leaning one way more than another. Uh, my sneaky dragon drink would be some sort of layered shot. Mm. Something green for the dragon, yep. like creme de menthe. Yep. And because you love talking about chocolate bars, some creme de cacao. Nice. It must. It might taste like an after eight, which is okay, because I suspect it is often after eight by the time you finish recording your podcast. <laughs> and maybe then a little uh, high-proof rum on top so you can set it on fire. Can you ask Jason if that would work? Would that probably set on fire, I'm asking you? I think it probably would. Okay, now let's look directly over Jason's head and see what we see, which is a sprinkler. <laughs> now, that's why we're not lighting on things on fire but in you know this what? room. I don't see a detect detector in here, though. It might be built into the sprinkler. Oh, into the sprinkler. Okay. Well, there's... Okay, so you're saying you don't see a smoke detector. Yeah. But that's a fire detector where in, 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 in case of fire, the wax would burn, and then the... Uh, oh, is that what happens? And then the sprinkler I just thought on. there was like a general... A smoke detector in the house, and once it's on, then all the the trick sometimes. No, to, that would be a bad thing. Get booze to light is sometimes it will light on its own, but sometimes you have to heat it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And then it gives off a little bit of its vapory stuff, and then that makes it a little bit easier to ignite. Right. But, they, uh, they don't do it very often, but when I there was a Greek restaurant that Lisa and I used to go to in Chilliwack, where they would light the saganaki, the the fried cheese dish, on, right. on fire at the table. And so I imagine they put ouzo on it or something like that, too. Right. I can't stress enough we're not lighting these on fire. Well, oh. yeah, no, we're not going to. She said, would that work, not do it? I may light it on fire on the barbecue later and take a picture. We'll see how that goes in. So I will send it to you. There right. you so go. I'm going to get Jason to do this. So this thing. is the... So I think we were talking about it, and I felt like there should be like a green color, a purple color. And I know it's purple. I don't really know any purple drinks. Would you, can you get like a lavender gin or something? Is that a... You probably not sure. So you, uh, Dave is not having uh, the booze part of this. So if you want to put like some Coca-Cola or something into a shot glass. That's fine. I'll what? just drink it from the can. Okay. 
Well, you know what? Drink it from the glass just for the tradition of, you know. Oh, it's cheers? I would say we're going to be drinking to a good year and to your good health. Oh, okay. Well, then, yes. So, especially today, take the good health toast. <laughs> All right. I there wish that I was uh, a smarter person. Who, me? I wish Dave was a smarter person. Yeah. Because there is uh, densities, right? Yes. And so, uh, these guys, I think being sugary should be heavier than the alcohol here. Okay. Okay. But they're both the same percentage of alcohol, but I don't know if one's sugarier than the other. So I'm going to just guess and put the green first. Okay. And then try to cacao on top, and then we'll have a little bit of rum on top. Sounds good. All right. So while you're doing that, why don't we read the letter, because uh, we've got uh, some time to kill while that occurs. Okay, okay. But Jason will have to be thinking, too, so I don't know if he I wants think. to be... Oh, you can be think. You can think? Glad to hear it. Oh, why did I click on that one? Sorry, I didn't give you uh, something to measure that. It's going to be... So, this is from... Uh, it says, well, the subject is Boxing Day Ep. Questions for Jason Dedrick. That's me! That's you, indeed. And this is from Jonathan Bampton, <laughs> two-time winner of the Sneaky Dragon Listener's, uh, listeners Questions episode. Fix! Prize. Fix! Uh, he says, Dear Jason, one... You've guested on many Sneaky Dragon Boxing Day episodes. A great delight, thank you, so much for joining Da Ian and, Sneaky fa- and the Sneaker family. We all look forward to those episodes, too. I'm usually too thank stuffed you. from custard and fruitcake to make much sense the day following Christmas. Fortunately, most people are watching the cricket test, so I can just rest on the couch or maybe take the family to the beach. How are you allowed to abscond on the day? So how are you allowed to get away on Boxing Day for... Uh... <laughs> Well, years ago, as I say, uh, Boxing Day was what I looked forward to because mm-hmm. it was going to be the Dedricks. Yes. So we would, what, it would start about one or two? Yes, usually. So in the morning, it was sort of that day after Christmas where you, 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 toys are already broken maybe or you're bored with it or you're doing that. So there was a little bit of that kind of action. Yeah. And then it was get dressed, we're going to go over there. And that went up until... Even into the early 2000s, there was still Boxing yes. Day things because yes. Jennifer came to a couple of them. Sure, sure. Um, when I met my friends at the Players Club and stuff in White Rock, Fred Partridge, friend of the show, <laughs> <laughs> he also... Fred of the show. Is what <laughs> yeah. Fred of the show. Fred of the days. Fred you of the You gotta dark. have friends. <laughs> la, 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 la. He hosted a Boxing Day event. And I would always be invited to it, but I wouldn't slash couldn't go yeah. because of the Dedrick Boxing Day event. Mm. And so, but I did manage to go a couple of times. Maybe we would go and then we would leave uh, Dedrick's thing and then go to Frederick's thing. <laughs> <laughs> and he still has a Boxing Day thing. I was invited this year, but oh. I stopped going to that and we stopped having our thing. And so to answer your question, I got nothing going on on Boxing Day. <laughs> Uh, I think we've only actually recorded this mm. on a Boxing Day maybe once. Yeah, I think. I'd have to look at the calendar. Here's my question. How many Boxing Days have we done this for? Gee. When did that tradition begin? That's interesting. We started in the office. Well, the next question he I was talking asks, to Dave, just to wrap that one up, though. Sure. I was talking to Dave at Boxing Day when he said, oh, sh- I should have you on the podcast. And so if you guys have been doing this for 15 years, I think we've done... 14 of these, if you've been doing it. I think yeah. that's one less than how long you guys have been doing it. I think it. so. That sounds right. Because he, uh, Jonathan asked, looking back on all your Sneaky Dragon episodes, which was your most memorable Christmas? I, uh, it's not, but it's going to have to go. Yeah, that's fine. We're going to say that it was layered. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're going to say a lot of things, apparently, with that <laughs> shot. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what was my most memorable? Yeah. Of these? Yes, let's say that. <laughs> 
Gosh. I have one that I, I, I look back on very fondly, and I could, I could mention that one. Sure, you... mention that one. Is it this one? Yes, I look Remember back on this. The time we played that game? The time we played the game. The time that I brought, I decided it'd be fun to try to decipher an REM th- song. And so we had lyrics for an REM, early REM song. And you guys had to, tr- we all had to try to listen to a line and write it out and see who, you know, we tried to, and then twice during this episode, uh, Jason played Michael Stipe. We called Michael Stipe. The first time we did it, he did not have a Southern accent, although he is from the South. <laughs> And the second time you put on quite a Huckleberry Hound style <laughs> southern I accent. I don't remember. You don't remember at all. But it's no. one of my favorite memories, just because it was really fun doing that song. Because it was just—it's just REM at that time were indecipherable. Michael Stipe's mumblings for his wow. and his songs, and I, then also Ian's outrage that I hadn't even bothered to like bring the real lyrics because I didn't really care. <laughs> I didn't really care what it actually said. But he's like, "What is the point of doing this?" And then not knowing what they actually are, and I was like, "Well, I guess that's a fair point." So we we all had to try and decipher these lyrics. We all wrote down different things, obviously, because we heard different the song in different ways, and and then we had the the actual text to compare to. Oh wow! And it was quite fun. That's one of my favorite episodes. Nice one. I remember. I remember. I don't know if I have a, a most memorable part because there's always a moment of them. I remember uh, when I uh, the the year before Ian saying nobody writes a, a new Christmas song, and so I brought in his name is Jesus That's and right. performed yeah. it that yeah. following year. One year I brought in some sort of mulled wine, yes. sort of a drink thing. I don't know if that was that same year or not. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I, there was memorable because of, 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 of Ian's old office that we would do it in and the sirens outside. The fact that it would always be uh, hot in the room and so the window had to be open kind yes. of a thing. But these aren't memorable because of what happened. Yeah, yeah. But... Uh, you just love doing them all. So I love doing them all. We always have fun. Yeah. We uh, we always bring up the Christmas Carol, and we always yeah <laughs> yeah. Boy, stuff. boy, what day? What day is it? And what's a, what's maybe people don't you know obviously part of it is that um, when Jason and I grew up, Jason was quite a bit younger than me, and I still am at that age. At, but <laughs> when we're teenagers or when you're kids, that's a big gap. Yes, at one point I was a little kid and you were a man, oh, even though we were only three years apart. That's but exactly there was, right. Like yeah, that kind yeah. of vibe, just like I don't. This guy might that's hit right. me. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, as we moved into our twenties, then we became a lot closer in age. And then I realized how close we were in like senses of humor mm-hmm. and our love of pop culture and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. we became a lot closer. But because of our you know family situation and the fact that Dedricks are like badgers and we don't you know we territorially we can't be close to each other except for one day of the year mm-hmm. and we're delicious and we're delicious <laughs> we're, not hedgehogs that's badgers oh i'm sorry yeah. um i get off-brand purdies <laughs> and we get hedgehogs oh, yeah. you get the badgers rather than the hedgehogs <laughs> and so um this is like the excuse that we used to have of once a year at boxing day getting together and having a fun conversation with each other with yes. lots of jokes and laughing and stuff like that. And we're kind enough to include Ian as well. That's how generous yeah, we are. I appreciate He's it. He's a Dedrick for the day. <laughs> He's a Dedrick for the day. Dedrick for the day. That so that's, 50s game show. That was a big part of it. And also, you know, just the fact that, you know, when we you have those fun conversations, I'd be like, oh, this would be fun to do with Ian on the show because we're laughing, we're making these, you know, riffing a bit or whatever. And so, and so I dragged you, you here. Well, I think it was great and I appreciate it because it is. It's such a, it's a, it's a rare thing thing in that you now have this as a as a keepsake like you know what i mean yeah. like not that you maybe go back and listen to them but you you could if you wanted to yeah. and you think about all those times that you were laughing with friends and it's it's gone right it was just created for the ether and you just all laughed and laughed and laughed and you'd maybe remember one point about it or mm. 
mm. or just the event because just the feeling of it, yeah. Because all of my friends, all we ever did was laugh. That yeah. was all. There, that was my whole point in life was, yeah. was getting together and laughing. I did, there was no other point to get together than yeah. this and this reference and this. Well, you know, I'm not, I'm preaching to the choir, <laughs> but it's it's not that it's even a moment. It's just like this has to be constant. Mm. But now we have recordings of us doing it. I have recordings from the the old podcast of talking with Fred and Dave. Yeah, I never got to do it with Mike, although I did get to. Uh, we were on on Sneaky Dragon. Yes. Uh, for your my birthday, your birthday. Think, yeah, so Mike and I are on this show, and that's like one of the few recordings mm. of Mike and I talking together yeah. that actually exists because everything else was just gone out the car window, <laughs> yes. down the drain at the party. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. So yeah. yeah, were you no, ever you're... a guest on his uh, talk show, the Roundtable? He was. One? Yes, you were. So yeah, you got that too. Yeah. Yes, that's a good point. Although it's not, it's not because here you can be. We're talking. Yeah. And it takes a while to get over the fact that you're doing a show. Yeah, it's a different vibe. For it's sure. a different yeah, vibe. Yeah. But but we talk a hair more naturally here now even than I would have when I first did a, the first few boxing day ones where I still felt like I was... Like even tonight, I was like, hello, fellows. You know, <laughs> don't say hello, fellows. Hello, fellows. Well met. <laughs> All right. So yes. there's a show aspect sometimes. And on... Yeah. Uh, and refresh my memory there's i sometimes find myself more in show than in conversation mm, mm. because because i think it's a show yeah there's also less warm-up time in that one too uh to, well, the way things usually work with our show is that yeah, at least i found is we start off as goofy goofums some <laughs> sort of bit yeah and then it builds up and builds up yeah. and then there's an hour in the sincere moment <laughs> so did you ever tell your mom you loved her well no but it's my greatest regret and i got and you know we'll get into whatever that is and like i fear death too anyway and then we get back to, to the end of like walkity walkity google god yeah. we, we bring it around to silliness yeah. Well, that's good. I uh, gotta say though, one thing that uh, that I love because uh, about the refresh my memory is just when you guys come in, it's like it is wall to wall laughter for like two hours. I you know I go upstairs, I'm making drinks, I'm like, geez, if I was like a neighbor, I'd be like, keep it down, guys. <laughs> and it's like on a Sunday afternoon. When do you get together and laugh on a Sunday afternoon? Yeah, but it's just so nice. And it was like that for Christmas and Boxing Day too, having people around. of like, I got laughy friends. I got laughy family. Yeah. This yeah, I have Laffy family vibe. too. That's what I was thinking. As basically like my family, that's our that's our vibe is yeah. always laughing. Like I especially love to get Eve laughing because she will laugh so hard she 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 can't make any noise. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's when you know laugh. you've really got yeah. it going because yeah. she'd just be like totally silently laughing, and I love that moment. It's so. nice having uh, my neighbor Scott over too sometimes, and he'll be like, "You got a really nice family," like, <laughs> or like your friends are real interesting. And that's funny. the funny thing about I like Scott because he's like willing to step outside of the, the outside of the situation for a moment just to observe it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's an interesting uh, person to have there. Okay, so um, you were once a hairstyle tester for Robert De Niro, as discussed <laughs> on Refresh My Memory. This, yeah. this is your life. That was the heat. <laughs> if you haven't heard that Listen story... That's right. Do you recognize this voice? If you haven't heard the story, that was the heat episode, everyone. Have you done similar work for any other actors? <laughs> nope. That was, the, that was the one and only time of getting a haircut yeah. for an actor to look at it and decide <laughs> whether or not... He looked like that haircut. Interesting. The only other hair-related story was there was a movie called... Uh, I think it was that one. I'm going to say it's that one. It was called Y2K. I think okay. they changed the name by the time it came out. Sure. And it was... Um, it came out after Y2K. Uh, old Sting. I always forget his name. Malcolm McDowell. 
Okay. Is like a general in it. Do you say old Sting? Yeah. Because he looks like old Sting. Well, now he looks like Sting. <laughs> but I was just going to go with Gordon Sumner? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that too. I was like, that's yeah, old Sting, Gordon Sumner. <laughs> no, he looks like a guy named Gordon Sumner. Okay. Old Sting. Sure. We always called him. Malcolm McDowell was first. But anyway, let's. Old Sting. Okay. <laughs> and Lewis Gossett Jr. Okay. Yeah. And... Who is he old? What old version is he used? <laughs> He's a Scatman Crothers. Okay. <laughs> old Scatman Crothers. Wow. That's harsh. <laughs> Is it? I don't know. I think like a young Scatman Crothers is <laughs> oh, the way to go. Yeah, you're right. He's <laughs> Scatman Crothers. Scatman Crothers. Is, Scatman Crothers is old. Uh, Lou Gossett Jr. Junior. Junior. And the premise. He's got nowhere else to go. The premise of the movie was that Y2K is going to happen. Yeah. And all hell's going to break premise. loose, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's a missile in <laughs> South America pointed at the wrong thing. Yes. And it's going to go off. Okay. And the only person that knows the code word to disable it yeah. is uh, Richard Nixon. <laughs> a young Richard <laughs> that's, Gere. That's right. Old Henry Kissinger, <laughs> Richard Nixon. He, he uh, died like just maybe two years prior to this. I forget what year Richard Nixon died. 98, something like that? Yeah. But it was, it's like, oh, if we'd only know there was going to be a problem, we could have got Richard Nixon to disarm the thing. And so Lou Gossett Jr. is going to have to lead the crack force to go down to do it. Sure. The meeting that they're happening that's happening at was all army official. Okay. And so there's like two big burly marine type extras. Yeah. And me. <laughs> 160 pound. When wet. When, when wet and often am. Um, with my George Harrison hair. Right? So I, I could look less military. And even though I'm super Who's skinny. Fine. <laughs> That's what I said, because I'm super skinny. But they have my old measurements. So like the 30 waist pants that they've got for me, and I think they're more like 28, aren't fitting me at my 32, 33 yeah, waist, which yeah. is still pretty slim. Sure. But you still gotta keep telling yourself that. You to do up pants yeah and so i remember i squeezed into these pants yes and i squeezed into this little shirt jacket uniform thing tunic (laughs) and we're in the elevator going to set there's (laughs) there's two mp guys yeah and me and i said i think one of us is an imposter fellas (laughs) (laughs) but as we walked past the uh the uh the hair and makeup guy the the hair guy leaned out and he said your hair is completely wrong for this (laughs) God, and I was like, I, I don't know, dude. I'm just being. I'm not about the pants. I'm completely wrong. So that's my other hair-related hair entertainment story. Not much it hair, is. but there you go. Oh my gosh, excellent. <laughs> that's great. Uh, number seven. Final question. Oh yes. my gosh, that's a lot of questions. Well, some of them weren't questions. And, all, I, and I don't by know the way, why all he, these questions are also birds. To be fair, he numbered. <laughs> wow. He just yeah. numbered yeah. some <laughs> statements as well. So <laughs> to be fair, there's not actually that many questions because anyway. When did you first meet Ian? Um, when I first met Ian, Ian is a tricky guy on my radar. Yes. Because I think that I've met Ian five times before I met Ian. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. Because he did Roundtable. Yeah, but I don't think I did the Roundtable. You round didn't do that episode? Okay. Table. But I remember I was at a party at your house where Ian was. Oh, that's true. Okay. Uh, because we were talking about Roundtable. And I feel like I met you through an Ellie Harvey... Possible? Passing. Like we were at the Cult for something. And it's like, you know Ian Boothby. He knows your cousin Dave. And like, hey, hey, Ian, how are you doing? And you went that way and she went that way because you knew her. Maybe. You know what I Sounds mean? Sounds right, yeah. 
And uh, so I think that there was a couple of, of, of meetings of Ian before shaking his hand to say, thanks for doing the podcast <laughs> kind of a thing. Yeah. But it's like, I, do you have any idea? Or would yeah, you say, that's a very good question. I thought it was, yeah, basically doing the podcast, but yeah, definitely could have been yeah. one of those, yeah. But it's, uh, I mean, it counts, but it doesn't count because it's not like, a, how do you do? And yeah, it's we, ha- we both had uh, two good uh, Adams family friends. <laughs> so there might have been, yeah, I'm trying to think if there was anything during that time period. Though, by gosh, they were doing a lot of work during that time. Mm-hmm. They shot a lot of those episodes in a very tight amount of time. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Basically, like one a week, I think, is what it worked out to, right? Yeah. It, like... was pretty, uh, it, was, it was pretty impressive. Did they do them... So they... just You might not be able to answer this, but did they do them, like, all together at the same time? So they filmed, like, a bunch of interiors for the same episode, for, like, a bunch of different episodes, and they did, like, exterior stuff for different episodes, and... I don't think so. I think what no. Mike was told me it was they linear. had read through like Monday, Tuesday yeah. and rewrites and rehearsals. And then they sh- tried to shoot it over two days at the end of the week. Yeah, oh, really? and, 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 Amazing. and what Ellie told me and like, don't quote me on this, but I'm on the thing was like, <laughs> they'd use scripts from the original show as well. Quite often they just goose them up and, and, mm. and, and change them, change them up, which seems like a, an odd thing to do. Uh, but yeah, they just didn't have enough scripts, and they had this incredible, huge order to fill. Yeah. So they shot them all in this like way too tight <laughs> amount of time, and then without <laughs> without enough material. But you know, they were able to like uh, get a good look on that, and the, especially the episodes with John Aston guest starring, mm. really uh, nice. What I liked so, was um, at Mike's memorial service was to learn that the uh, scriptwriters always wanted him to say a particular word, and now I can't remember what it was. Was it sorry? They would every episode they would put in, they would have him oh, say sorry, right? Because he would just and they want he would do it differently each time. And that was sort of the challenge was how many different ways can we get Mike <laughs> yes. as Uncle Fester to say sorry, you know, sorry or sorry or whatever. Right, but, but, he, but it was usually that throwaway one, right? Yes, it's like when you yeah. knock over the thing and then you go, hmm, sorry, <laughs> yes. sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would uh, that was sort of interesting. Yeah, just to learn little little things about the show that way. But it's a, a similar thing with um, um, the fella from, uh, from No Fun, because he used to work at the record store. David M. David M., right? Yes. He worked at the record store in Remi- Wally there. Reminiscing. Reminiscing records. And I would go in there with Mike, and then this guy would say, oh, you're Dave's cousin. And I would like, I don't know who you are. How do you know that I'm Dave's cousin? <laughs> because I'm with Mike? And I don't know how to feed yeah. Mike, yeah. because Mike never came out to the No Fun shows until we came out to that one at the Hungry Heart, I think, at... Uh, on King George there a million years ago. The, uh, what was it called? The Ranch something? The, I can't remember what it's called now, that place. I think it was called The Hungry oh, Heart. Oh, no, you're right. It wasn't The Hungry Heart. The Hungry Heart was in, uh, was, uh, in White Rock. It was, uh, yeah, isn't that stupid? What is it called? <laughs> doesn't really matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. We're not doing it. Just so I could correct you, but not have the right answer either. Yeah. See if you remember it after the drink. <laughs> and so I was like, I, it's like I've met him and I know him, but I don't know him at all. Yeah. And so yeah. I feel like... That's weird that he knew you. Were yeah. you at my wedding? No, I don't think you were. I couldn't have <laughs> because of budget because of budget limitations. I mean, to be fair to us, like there's 45 people on that side of the family. Yeah, that's right. Back in the day, it would have been so. It was a lot of people that invite. So what years were you on Rob's kinda... Arms? Because I did watch that show fairly regular. Two... 2011, 2003. Oh, that long ago? Oh my god. Or four? I think we filmed it 2004, and it and it started to air in 2005. And it was and two or three, three seasons. seasons. Three seasons. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Five to seven kind of a thing. Huh. When mom when mom passed away was when we had just been announced that we got the third the third series okay. and she died in two thousand seven. So it might not have aired till two thousand and eight. Okay. But yeah. Hmm. Five to eight. So. There you go. 
So that's how I we don't know when I met Ian, but I met him several times, <laughs> yeah. and then we met. Yeah, <laughs> back when we all had TV shows. And to be honest, I, <laughs> to be honest, okay, I can't remember the we first got time. Podcasts now, oh, yeah. we're fine. Things have worked out real good. Yes, we've got green liquor in front of us. That's right. I couldn't drink on the set of the TV shows. <laughs> but uh, this is fine. This is absolutely fine. Um, so, yeah, we do. I was just going to say, I don't remember the first time I met Jason either, though. So. Oh. And we have a picture. <laughs> it's funny. We do have a picture of me crying on Grandma and Grandpa's front lawn. Okay. And I, I'm sure that I did remember this event. What, did I kick you? No, no. But it was just like a group shot. So <laughs> okay. It was brother and I and you and your two brothers. Yeah. And you guys, I think, have striped shirts on. I think you might all be matching. It's the styling. No. You used to be the Beagle Boys back then. <laughs> and then I'm just screaming. Like, <laughs> And I don't know if it's because I don't want my picture taken. Because no. that certainly changed. <laughs> or what my problem was. But we have these photos. And it's mostly you guys looking at me like this. <laughs> <laughs> that, that may have informed my opinion of you for many years after. Because even Cameron, who's younger yeah. than me, he's, he's looking at me, <laughs> ah, screaming, curly blonde hair. You big baby. Yeah. Like, well, that's what I am, exactly. I think the word is big ham. He was just an attention, attention hound, let's be honest. I, okay. Now? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, the, the, the reason that we had, um, the reason we had, Boxing Day at Grandma and Grandpa's was to play shuffleboard downstairs. Yeah. That was the sole reason was for the brothers. That's not including us. Boy, the kids weren't allowed to play. Oh, no, you longed to play. <laughs> Fuck and when you they guys. were done, you could maybe play. <laughs> Screw you guys. But yeah, they had like this, my grandpa covered under a mat for some reason. I was covered under a mat. I had to pull the mat off to reveal the little triangle for the shuffleboard thing. Yeah. It, it was near the, the most dangerous uh, washing machine ringer of all time. You're just wondering, how did grandma have all her hands? That was always my question. Yeah, she had a ringer washer and then yeah. it broke down like in the early 80s and they got another ringer washer. Yes, it's true. Like, I guess you can still get a ringer washer if you <laughs> want right. a ringer washer. Yeah. Get your hand caught in the mangle. That's what she used. <laughs> it was this crazy ringer washer. It was just, just electronic. It was electronic. So that's pretty good. It wasn't a hand-cranked one. Oh, yeah, no, no. It was fully electric. It was fully electric. And yeah, you just we get going, and she just put the sleeve in, and then yeah. the shirt would go through it, and then the, the water would drip down into the wash tub, where you, you know, you're just taking the clothes out of it, wringing them through, and then hanging them up on the line. So when we go to my grandma and grandpa's, there would always be clothes hanging in the basement. So I imagine all their clothes had this really musty smell. Yeah, yeah, of course it From that's, being that's dry a good in a basement. Smell, nice basement I don't ever remember seeing them outdoors. Mm, well, why would you want that? You lose the must. <laughs> you gotta get rid of that mildew that you want so Crazy. much. But my dad was telling me that across the street from where, when they first moved in, there was a, a um, between them and their neighbor across the street, there was a big uh, empty, empty lot that was full of hazelnut trees. And eventually that was knocked down, and then Sardis Street was built through. So the street that ran right beside them was uh, built on that, on the, because they were on like a really major road called Willingdon, which runs from the freeway up to, into, into Burnaby. And so, uh, and then they built this other road through. And so when that happened, Grandpa transplanted some of the hazelnut trees into their yard, into their backyard. Okay. Because when we were growing up, I've talked about it on the show many times, the Grandpa collected the hazelnuts and he would keep them or the acorns or whatever they were, and he'd keep them in the shop. Do you remember them? Do you have a memory of the bag? No, I don't. The, the brown lunch bag? like a lunch. I remember keep... the shop being there, because the piano was around over here. That's right. There was the main room and then the That's tools right. area. That's right. And so, yeah, around in the shop area, he kept this little bag, and if he went over and Grandpa was in a good mood, he, we'd go downstairs and he would crack nuts in his vice. 
and give them give us the the meat of the, the nut to eat and of course as kids you're just like pigs so you're like oh, this is the best thing ever dry nuts in a basement <laughs> or or he would play the piano for us and sing songs yes that's also good in his curiously high hoarse voice of course and we you know we know the classic songs Minnie the Mermaid and whatever the bartender's oh, daughter down at, at the, the bottom, bottom of, of the sea. sea. And I always joke that all those songs had the same same chords. They just went dun 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 and you just would sing all these some very similar it's songs. It's a bouncy sea. That's what it is. It's a bouncy sea, yes. <laughs> but yeah, so it's so it was so odd to me as um as a kid, of course, because you would be like he seemed like a fun guy. He gave us nuts. He played the piano. It was easier to be a He played the piano, he sang songs. Back then. I sang songs. I gotta Fucking have video games and shit. I, d- I couldn't just give my nephew a bunch of dry nuts. <laughs> Here's a vice. And then just go, hey, listen to this song. Dunk it, dunk it, dunk it. All the in love the forest are quiet tonight. <laughs> Down at the bottom of the sea. Bump, bump, bump. I'll be the son of a bartender's daughter. Someone has stolen my beer. Bump, bump, bump. But it's so, it was weird because my mom did not like my grandpa. Like there was some kind of beef between. And I think the beef was that the. Dedricks felt like my mom's family were uh, low class. Right. Because grandpa had been like a bookkeeper and my mom's dad was worked in a foundry. He worked as a, in a big plant making metal things. And so there was some sort of class discrepancy and, and why, why a family of, from a former house painter <laughs> would be you know, putting on airs. The Schickel Grubers? <laughs> <laughs> Before we anglicize it, Dedrick? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's our claim to fame. Uh, so yeah, so it was just weird, but yeah. So my mom always had like a beef against my my grandpa, right? And so that also shaped my view of him because you know I would be like, Grandpa's great. He's and then she'd be funny. like, funny. He's funny. He tells funny jokes. Yeah. He gives us nuts and he plays piano. <laughs> Real dry nuts. <laughs> Real dry nuts. Never gives me advice, but he gives me nuts from advice. Just <laughs> <laughs> something. He might just mixed up what he's supposed to do, but. Yeah, and then I say, you know, I would talk about it with my mom, and my mom would be like, "Oh, he's just the crabbiest," blah, you know. And she, so she kind of yeah. had this weird view of him, or view that different than mine. Yes, you know. No, he was the funniest guy. He was Mister Patter. Yeah, Mister Stories. Yes. Yep, constantly had lots of great oh, stories. Yeah. <laughs> Sold American. <laughs> I mean, he was just constantly making noises and doing things. Yeah, and as a kid, you just loved it. I love the fact that on his car, turned out he was crazy. <laughs> well, yes, you pointed that out to my shock and alarm later. <laughs> but uh, when you're, but I'm talking about when I was a little kid, not not as a teenager, because yeah. when it, it became much more difficult when he started to sink into dementia when I was a teenager, and the stories would be the same over and over again, and and you know, then you're just kind of like, ugh, what, what time is it? And how come I'm stuck with Grandpa? Why did That's me right. as a teenage grade eight kid? Why am I have to sit beside Grandpa? Yeah, I go to uh, Dad Gone Alley. Dad, Dad Gone Alley, and <laughs> Granddad yeah. Gone Alley, Granddad Gone Alley, and then everyone. Yeah. All the parents are just, they're all milling around yeah. somewhere else oh, yeah. and just left, like, get, get Grandpa out of here. Give him to David. Yep. Give him to Jason. Give him to Jason. I don't want to sit there and listen to the stories anymore. <laughs> talking to Grandma, Mom and Dad, all yeah, monopolizing yeah. Grandma. Yeah. I was a glazier. <laughs> I would put glass into paints. I became so adept, they fired the guy that was doing it and they gave me the job. 
You'd run it down here, you'd run a bead down there, and you'd put it on. <laughs> I became so adept, they fired the other guy. That's right. That's right. And they called me a real pain in the ass. <laughs> glass. Glass, I meant. God glass. damn it. Well, off to dad gone. <laughs> tell stories of driving to small towns in the interior, and the roads are made of wood. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever got the wood street oh, story. Oh, yeah, the wooden streets. And you're just like, uh, my vision of it, of course, was probably totally different than the reality. Because I pictured like these almost like roller coaster rolling <laughs> wooden streets. <laughs> right, the only thing I could imagine would be the PE roller coaster. Exactly, that's made, made of wood. wood. That's made of wood. Is that what the streets were like? <laughs> Raised above the ground, Grandpa? You idiot. You told me the story. I think I've told it on here. And I wish I could remember it more. And I wish maybe your dad would remember it. I should ask Uncle Bob before it's... Really too late. Knock on wood. (laughs) Knock on wooden roads. He delivered (laughs) cigarettes to a woman. Maybe groceries, but cigarettes was part of the story in San Francisco. And she was somehow an invalid. Grandpa did this. Grandpa did this. Okay. And she was able to open the door with like a lever... And he was way down at the bottom of the stairs, and the, and the door would open, and then he would come in. Okay. And had to come all the way up the stairs to deliver the stuff to her. And I just I don't the remember the story at all. This, this lever door was wow. amazing to me. Yeah, yeah. That is interesting. No. Yeah. And I heard it many times, and then, you know, <laughs> then he's gone. And you're like, oh, somebody know all those stories? I'm like, no, you, you and David were supposed to remember them all. <laughs> they they had the that's, the, that's the point of these podcasts now, is like all the stories are here. <laughs> Memorialized. And one, one day uh, a computer program will be able to sort through them and find some gold you know, there and is, duplicate our voices. It's <laughs> yes. true, though. Like our family, like we went to a great deal of trouble to like figure out our family tree. But I feel like a lot of stories about like our like our families, like the, that life, like our great-grandfather coming here from the Maritimes, being a house painter, how Uncle Dan ended up in the States, how Grandpa was in San Francisco... Like, these are stories I don't know. Like, wh- why was he there? Why did Grandpa go down to the States? Why is Uncle Dan down in the States? Right, and the, and the other one, Howie? Howie brothers, was here. Right? Howie was here. Right, but he was born in the States, right? He was born in the States, that's right. Yeah, and, yeah. But Grandpa is the middle child, and he was born here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. Well, they'll never know. And then I was t- asking <laughs> your dad, like I said, I think last year on the podcast, about how he ended up in the States, mm. and he told me this story that was completely different, remember? And I don't yeah, remember yeah. what it was now, and you and I left <laughs> Yeah, and I was just like, no, that's not the story at all. Cause... Yeah, you said he went to do so he could be on the radio. Yeah. And he told me that he was visiting and he got drafted into the army as a visiting Canadian. Yeah, yeah, that's so common. <laughs> like, I was how would they, what would they, how would they get your name, Dad? <laughs> Jesus Christ. This outrages me. I mean, no, I don't... Stayed at a friend's house. That's right, he was staying at a friend's Should, house. Yeah, no. The friend got in drafted. In Portland, in Portland. And he and the other guy, two yeah. Canadian guys, were just staying in the house. Yeah, also got drafted. And they, a month or drafted two later... Drafted as a visiting it was a, Canadian. It was a sweep. It was a sweep for just anyone. Canadians. At a time when there was no war... <laughs> there was no war. Why would you just be, like, randomly <laughs> drafting people... <laughs> That's right. There's not even a war. even before Vietnam. There's no. There not even a draft going on at this point. My dad volunteered for the for the army because he. Well, we already talked about this. He volunteered for the army because he wanted to fast track his citizenship. Oh, he was drafted from a McDonald's because he wanted. <laughs> he he wanted, wanted the wrong. He had thing. to be a naturalized American in order to be on the radio. So, in order to make that happen quickly, if he did his two years service in the military, then he would could be a citizen right away after he's done. So. Of course, he signed up. He did his six months basic basic uh, training. training. Sure. And then he went and he hung around Virginia, went to Baltimore sports games because every team he loved was from Baltimore. Like all the American, he loved the Baltimore Orioles and he loved the Baltimore Colts when there was a Baltimore Colts. And those were his teams because he saw them when he was in the army. Right. And then he went to South Korea and did the DMZ there for his time, Went visited Japan, came back 
to the States, lived in Virginia for a while, then he, then he, for whatever reason, ended up in Portland. That part I don't know about. Maybe it was just he knew guys from the Army. And went, drafted. And they drafted him. <laughs> they drafted him to be a housemate. We need, a, we need a third person to pay for the rent. You're drafted, Dedrick. And so he, he went in. I mean, and my dad has some, did have some great Army stories, which I, some of them I can't tell because just, they're just too shocking, even for me. Mm. But my favorite one is um, basic training. They're doing grenade tests. They're doing, uh, learning to throw a grenade. And one of the guys pulls the pin of the grenade and drops the grenade in this pit they're standing in. <laughs> and everyone froze, except for the sergeant, who picked up the grenade and threw it out of the... And threw it out. And my dad said, you know, like we would all be dead if this guy hadn't had the, the brains to pick it up and throw it out. Everyone else is paralyzed with fear because they'd never even been near a grenade before in their life. And suddenly it's laying on the ground with a fuse lit. So, yeah, but this guy just had the, had the smarts to pick That's it up and, crazy. and throw it out of there. And you wonder, too, about that story. Has that sergeant, has he done this 10 times before? So <laughs> yes, some Butterfingers <laughs> private that dropped the damn grenade. <laughs> You gotta hold it. That's that's probably well, I true. I had a nickel for every time I had to throw a. Light. And he's like, he's like, why are we in a pit throwing a grenade? Why couldn't they practice with a not lit or not? Yeah, yeah, that's live. that'd be part of it too. Like, why are you throwing a live grenade around? But you know what? Now that you told my dad or told me about dad telling you about being a house guest and being drafted, I wonder if that story is even true. There's a good chance he wasn't it. even in the army. There's <laughs> a good chance he's not your dad. He just went. He just went. Hey, hey, wait a second. There's a good chance that he went uh, to yeah he went to a uh, you know a sur- surplus army store and just bought a bought a GI That's GI right. coat. Went to New fatigue. Westminster, or as we call it, the DMZ. <laughs> it's rough in New West, but it's not the militarized zone. Well, between Woodward's and uh, <laughs> the Army and Navy, Army and Navy, no, DMZ. He worked at the Army and Navy. Now it starts to make sense. <laughs> Uh, would he ever? Uh, would he ever tell you these stories, like uh, to be recorded or whatever? Would you no, ever no. He just my dad isn't really much of a talker, you know. Like could to you me, offer him a nice snack or if something. You get, like, he's uh, one of those person. If you get get him stuck in a situation, like in a car or something, that he'll tell you stories. But uh, yeah, but he wouldn't want to like just for posterity, like you know, you sit down, like, hey, dad, just well, tell me family history or what have you. Because I again, so many of my family members have gone, oh, I should have done this. I was going to do this. I yeah. should have done this. But we actually have recording equipment. Well, And like you've got some at your house. I think we've heard from Jason just what kind of stories we'd be getting at this point. Well, that's point. the thing. That'd be interesting. <laughs> still would be good to have. Yeah, yeah. even if they're make-em-ups, it's still interesting make-em-ups. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm. I'm going to go back to the drink for a second right yes, now. And oh, just yeah. say... Uh, Time for so, you guys to t- test your yeah. We have a test Louise's, uh, but we got to do a, a, a cheers for the new year, and I'm going right. to throw in for me. We all we all say one thing that you know this this is for. So I'm going to go uh, to your good health. Thank so you. So anything you want to cheers or have coming up in the new year? Oh dear. Uh... <laughs> no, you took the good one. <laughs> oh, very good. All right. <laughs> to all right, your well, good health. To all of our to good, all health. good health. All right. to, to another a, to, a, to another year of fun podcast. Yes. Click. To a better year than we've had since 2015. Sounds good. <laughs> How was it? It's not the worst thing in the world. I don't mind that. Um, no, that's got some um, nice to it. Yeah. It tastes like an after eight. <laughs> yeah, good job, uh, Louise, As on that. Louise, you're hired. I think Louise predicted that it would have an after eight. I yeah. thought that was good. I mean, I only eyeballed... Oh, yeah, the aftertaste is actually really nice. Like, in mm. the nice radiating... Okay. Nom, 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 nom. Afterwards. <laughs> I eyeballed the, the nice. green, and then I eyeballed... The cacao? And I think there was probably less rum than there was of the liqueurs. Yeah. Mm. But maybe maybe that's what gives us our lingering... 
a little bit of warmth? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's almost dangerous. <laughs> yeah, Luis, uh, next time you're over, if you want to try this, uh, feel, feel free. So it wasn't overproof. It was just regular rum. And yep. Ian might try to light it on fire. Yeah, we'll see. I uh, <laughs> might do that on a... Uh, take it out to the barbecue and uh, put it on there and... I would have to, there. but it would be pretty difficult because it's going to be mixed in with the liqueur. I don't know. Did you want to smell it just to see what it... Uh... Oh, yeah. It does yeah. smell like an after eight. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not a big mint fan, to be honest with you. You are very much like the other co-host of uh, Refresh. Then uh, Vicky Van is also not a mint fan. Mm. You yeah. don't like brushing your teeth? Oh, yeah. I like brushing my teeth, but I don't, I don't eat toothpaste. Very good. <laughs> Mr. Big Shot doesn't eat toothpaste. Fair enough. Okay. Well, hey, uh, do we have a question for next week? Do you have a question you want to ask? Uh, get oh, people? you know, I should let me just say this. Thank you again for having me on here, and I, I owe you guys an apology, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay, okay. bad mouthing us to people. You guys, that's right. I told a bunch of anti-Semitic stories based on you guys and what you've told me off, <laughs> off mic. No, um, earlier this year, uh, listening to podcasts, it was probably Strike Force Five. Okay, <laughs> probably them. Okay. Uh, and because they were interviewing other talk show hosts, I listened I to almost, the David Letterman one. I almost wore the T-shirt today. Oh, did you get? I got a T-shirt too. I got the T-shirt and the pens. Yeah. Why? I didn't do the pens. I just did the shirt. A couple of fanboys here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and um, I think it was it was probably the Letterman one where he was. They were talking about what guests were good to have on. Mm. And he said uh, that, you know, Steve Martin or, yes. or Martin Short or these guys were, were so good because they always prepare. Yeah. They would always have something prepared. Yes. And I thought when I heard that, oh, you know what? I've done a disservice to these two gentlemen that are kind <laughs> enough to have me on every year. I'm going to prepare something. Yes. And I'd rack my brain. I thought, what am I going to do? I'm going to, it'll be a story. It'll be some sort of thing that we'll all do together. It'll be a story. What'll it be? It's like a Christmas story. And I worked it all out in my head. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I really apologize. And I was thinking what prompted me to think of that was Ian saying, do you have a question? Because you asked me before to come up with a question. And yeah, I, I have a question, but oh. do I have it now? Oh, no. <laughs> you forgot, you forgot. No, I don't. I don't. I, and, and it's so funny. It's like, uh, name a color above paper bag. And you're just like, <laughs> you can't even think of a color of a paper bag when someone asks you to ask a, ge a generic question, right? <laughs> How often do you go to the dentist? If there's a question that could be asked and people could say, I go regularly. And somebody could say, I never go. Yeah. That could be my suggestion. I don't want it to be my suggestion because I think it has to be better than that. Okay. All right. Well, we never, we never. So I'm sorry. I don't we don't hold question. ourselves to that step. But so if you want to yeah. throw in, how often do you go to the dentist? That can be part two of a two sure. question. How often do you go to the dentist is sure, the first like thing. Yeah. The other thing I would say uh, as a question would be, um, what is something you plan to do this holidays that you didn't do? Oh, oh see, now okay. that's yeah. a guy that's That's prepared. based on yeah. what you just said. So pick it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to predict that it's, uh, I'm going to predict it's pick up my father from respite. <laughs> okay. What? So did I say no, something? No, it's all fine, Good. fine. Yeah. And let's all wish uh, David uh, healthiness. Yes, thank you. That, uh, you heal up nice and nice and thank fast. You. Well, I mean, speedy I'm not recovery. just a runny speedy nose. Recovery, speedy a runny delivery. nose and a cough. That's speedy all it is. Nuts. Nothing too bad. Speedy. I got nothing else. Not even a sore throat. Just just a runny nose and a cough. Okay, well, that's enough. Sell. <laughs> oh, I'm suffering so much. Oh, you're fine. Laying uh, around. But thank you for taking precautions with the masks and stuff. So uh, both yeah. David. And I had masks on for this whole thing, and uh, Jason sounded great. Who wasn't that masked man? Crisp. But check in with me in two weeks. Yeah. 
on the, the, the latest episode <laughs> of Refresh My Memory. Oh, well, actually, see if I am out. the sick guy. <laughs> that's coming out in a couple of days, the, the new one. Oh, fantastic. That's right. All right. right. It's going to be, uh, if you enjoyed that Gremlins episode, well, there's something else coming uh, for the next one that cool. you'll see that might be related in some way. <laughs> well, I can't say what it is, but you'll see. Um, thanks so much. Uh, listen. Just remember, the... I'll be busy on the 31st, so upset before. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Uh, we are uh, available by email, sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. We're on Facebook under Sneaky Dragon. We're on X at sneaky <laughs> underscore dragon. Was that this year that it became Formerly X? Twitter? I, yeah. I think so. I hope so, because if it was last, like if it was 2022, then time is going faster and than it no needs And no one did uh, an Xmas thing. You think mm. like the one good thing about being called X is it's now the holiday season. Well, there you go. Yeah. Here you go. Here's a, sure. that, that's, you know, uh, that money prints itself. No, nothing. <laughs> uh, we're also on Tumblr at sneakydragon.tumblr.com. <coughs> Uh, and we are on our website, which is sneakydragon.com, which has, you're going like, I, I've missed episodes of Jason's appearances on the various boxing yeah. days. Well, hey, they're all there. Yep. On, do, on a, the Sneaky do a Dragon Jason Dedrick search. Every one of our right. past episodes is there. Also, every episode of Refresh My Memory, if you want to catch up on that, going, what's that? What are you guys talking about? Look, go check it out. There's many good movies, and they talk about their memories, and then they make up a drink. It's good stuff, and Jason usually makes the drinks. And then uh, <laughs> David has another podcast that he does uh, with his wife, Lisa, and that's called Horse Mysteries. And that's delightful. New and season the, coming soon. And the title explains itself. It's that's part of it. Which is so damn convenient. <laughs> so we wish each other good health. We also wish you good health. We also wish you the best in the coming year. Thank you for spending your time with us. And thank you to our guest, Jason Dedrick. Always the biggest treat of the year having you here. Thank you, sir. Thank you, fellas. It was wonderful again. I have been Ian. I've been David. All right. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye. Bye.